everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is episode 105. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, Matt's here. Yeah, go Knights, go. And I'm noting the very full, robust beard on Matt this week. That, that, that's called a playoff beard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got four, four games to win for the Stanley Cup. Like, take that baby home to the desert. Well, what this is, is you're, you're too busy watching to have time to shave. Either that, or it's cold standing close to the, the ice rink, so he's just... No, you know, see, the, the mistake is, I don't have as much money to go watch the Knights in person, because uh, nobody thought they were going to do this well, and ticket prices exploded. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, but no, playoff beards for, for most sports are... It's more of a commitment, like, you're like, well, I'm going to grow this thing out no matter how bad it looks for as long as they're in the running. Mm. Uh, and then you have to get rid of it as soon as they're knocked as, out. As soon as they're knocked out, you get rid of it. What happens if so, they win? you got to just keep it forever. No, no, if you win, uh, if they win, that's up to you. You can trim it. But, like, there's there's certain rules, like, you're not supposed to trim it, but, like, I have to trim my cheeks or else I would just look like a, a Wookiee, right? And under my neck, too. Because it would be bad, but for the most part, this is just wild growth, like since the middle of April. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to shave my beard until Connor proves he's got a soul. So <laughs> you'll be waiting a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Connor's here as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter's going to come What's... in with like a big, you know, an old wizard beard. <laughs> he's going to look gonna dope. He's going to look dope. He's going to look like uh, at one point Brian Azarello's. Aries from the Wonder Woman run, yeah, right, because he's gonna lose the hairline battle sooner or later. Hey, and he's just gonna have the beard. Probably sooner. Let's be honest. Yeah, you just gotta uh, you gotta lean into it, like like Picard. I'll I'll he, have you know that my my family line has this exact hair, like f- for the duration of the lifespan. I just go bald. That that's happened Dude, to twenty two. <laughs> yeah, you should probably be going bald anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going bald. I'm going grey. Just shift it all off. Uh, I'm, I'm on the path already, so I'm good. Yeah. Mm. Every every person that's ever cut my hair has complimented how how nice my hair is. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Mm. Well, we never see it because it's always covered by a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's been some times where I just come in from work, you know, and and it's out and about. But yeah, I tend to wear my hat. I often right. get compliments. My hair's quite soft. I always hear that. That's good. I mean, what's left of it, but hey, <sighs> plenty left. You prick. I just, I just like the idea that Matt's actually gone bald in the last week since we've. Seen yeah, him. He's, he's saying all this <laughs> shit, but under that hat, it's all no, gone. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not allowed to shave my head. I try to shave my head a couple times, and my wife protests and says <clears> that my head's too lumpy. Uh, which it might not be, but she knows where to hit me where it hurts. So. So that's you it. Know. You just put the razor back down. Hmm. Yeah. And just, she's like, I don't want to be married to a golf ball. So that, that's another one, too. Just like, all right. As long as you keep the beard, though, then it's, you know, it balances mm-hmm. out. Yeah, if you shaved your head, you'd look like Jason Aaron. Yeah, that's that's the goal, Pete. Yeah. I can't get him to sign off. Although the beard game, his beard game is strong. Like, I'm pretty sure he sacrificed a goat for that beard. So. Oh, oh uh, he absolutely did. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Go Knights, though. That's, all, that's, that's the leading statement. Not supposed to be there. They're the anomaly team. They're much like Wally West. Oh dear. Okay, so we talk about comics. That's that's actually what we talk about on the show. Not not beards and hairs. I mean, I don't know anymore. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know. It's, it's like, who's winning? Like, Matt's always hiding his, so you think he's a shame. Connor's ginger. No, see, I'm kind of thin on top. A ginger hair. It is ginger, though, yeah. <laughs> it's ginger, null and void. But see how my hair is like one big calic all the time? That's why I wear a hat. Having ginger oh. hair is like getting a big, big box of chocolates. You get all excited, and then you find that they're all coffee flavoured. Yeah, but I like coffee Disgusting, vile. That's what you avoid. As, as it's been pointed out, I have a type. As as I had said, that that Solo is the best thing Ron Howard's made since his daughter. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, ginger ladies are clearly better than ginger men, Matt. I mean, that goes without saying. Okay, well, you know, if I was all sought for gingers, it's totally pissed me off. Then I want to eradicate them. <laughs> it's, it's a weird relationship. He wants to eradicate gingers. This is starting to sound very it's extreme. It's genocidal, when, isn't it? Yeah. Only when they upset me. Like, ginger side. Brian's fine. Uh, who, else, who else is a famous ginger? Uh, that's all I got, really. It's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Maybe half Weasley's. What about uh, what about your what your man Ron Weasley? Talk about him. You like Harry Potter? Yeah, I mean he's fine. Like I, I like the other Weasleys more than Ron. So you know. What about um, Donald Gleeson? Yeah, uh, yeah he's cool. He can stay around, but he's he's another Weasley. He right? is. He is a Weasley. Was he? You know. He was. Yeah. yeah. He was only in the last couple. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I'll take a word for it. I don't remember those movies. But hey, let's talk about comics. <laughs> uh, Overload, Overload might be having some new options coming up. Oh god, no, Matt, don't. I've seen them all. <laughs> it's fine. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. It's fine. I don't need to see them again. Sorry, right. just wait till you play Lord of the Rings. No, I no. will do that to myself. No, no, no. Matt doesn't like Lord of the Rings either. Matt's on my side. <laughs> Take one for the team, Matt. Nope. Lord of the Rings, Cure for Insomnia, <laughs> Part Two. So best thing, best thing Kevin Smith's ever put in a movie. Is when he said even the trees walked in those movies. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, coming up on this week's show, we're only six minutes into it. Uh, Justice League, no Justice number three. We're going to have Detective Comics nine eight one, the end of Tinian's run. We're going to have Wonder Woman forty seven. We have the Flash forty seven, the start of Flash War. We have Batgirl number twenty three, the end of Hope Larson's run. We have the Terrifics number four. We've got Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps number forty five. Mira, Queen of Atlantis number four. Silencer number five. Super Sons number sixteen, which was definitely meant to come out next week. Up until like very recently, it got moved um, forward, which is bizarre. It never happens almost, but hey. Uh, and also, Connor is still doing his month of Red Hood and the Outlaws because someone ponied up the money to make him read it for a whole month. So, Red Hood and the Outlaws number 20 is coming your way from Connor. I feel uh, like I'm going to get Stockholm Syndrome doing it this quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like that. I there. It's been very rare that I've ever read a series where I just read it back to back where I didn't think that, like, oh, it was at least fun. You know, uh, yeah, but you you were never being you know tortured into a series. You, you, if you no, if you were feeling no. that, you just stopped reading. Well, like so, I wouldn't caught up on on Sideways uh, because Pete has, and all the praise. And when you read them back to back, I think it it reads even better than the month to month recaps I was getting. So I guess you know. get, hooked in a little bit better because you get to take it in a bit of a dump, and then you're and then you're into it better for the monthly because you're already hooked into the characters. Exactly. So, I think he might end up with Stockholm Syndrome. If that's the case, then uh, mission accomplished. I'm not there yet. I just want to point that out. 
I'm just, I'm just worried that it might happen. There's, there's still one more week in this month. Wait, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, there is. I don't have time. I'm not a time lord, as we know from last week. Ugh. What happened last week? We we proved you weren't a time lord. What was the? <laughs> We're talking about booster, right? That was last uh, week. Ah, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, right. I'm with you. <laughs> it's good. Maybe I am a time lord, and that's the problem. <laughs> you guys consume too much stuff when you can't remember what we talked about last week. Oh God, well, yeah. We... A whole week ago. Yeah, a full week ago. We've watched like eight TV shows since then. Come on now. I how know. How much can I retain? I watched two episodes of Krypton since then. And uh, did oh, you enjoy fun. it? Did you enjoy it, Matt? Yeah, yeah so far. Uh, episode two wasn't nearly as strong as the first episode, but yeah, I mean, that's fair. Tea, Just right. Yeah, I mean, but how did you think of uh, the look of Brainiac and his shit? Um, I'm excited. Mm. Uh, so two, two, three, and four are like, yeah, these are all right. It picks up again massively, you know, in like five, five. onwards. Episode five, Matt. The ending is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Does so. that have something to do with the guy with the, with the mask that goes all the way around his head? Oh, the voice so of Rout? Uh, not exactly, but still, kill things with him too. Yeah. Oh, good. But, so. uh, it got renewed this week, actually, so, you know, there's going to be more. That's, so. that's good. I, I mean, and for a show on the Sci-Fi Network, it's got a really good budget, because mm. it doesn't feel... You know, like, sometimes it's, the CW shows feel, feel like... Tall. Yeah. yeah, where you can tell, like, oh, they have this location for three episodes, so they were going to use it, you know? Yeah. Oh no, because Brainiac himself looks fantastic. He yeah. looks, you know, he should be in the movies. Basically, is what I'm saying. He looks that good. Oh yeah, whatever we get in the movies probably won't look as good as this. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I just since we brought up sci-fi, the Expanse got saved. I'm happy. Yeah, good news. Yeah. Excitement. How did um, it get saved? Uh, Amazon picked it up. Oh, okay. The head of Amazon happens to be a fan, so he basically ordered. <laughs> Let's pay for it. <laughs> Let's make more expense. Yeah, I saw the, the way he announced it as well. He was just at yeah. a conference on something entirely different. Yeah, that was uh, it was because the cast of the Expanse were there because it was a science event. There was it was like a science conference. Yeah. So there was like a, an Expanse panel because the show's so good with the science. And then later on, he was out talking about stuff. And he just casually dropped. Oh, by the way, I just found out ten minutes ago the Expanse is saved, and then everyone started cheering. Yeah. Is this the actual head of Amazon? Yeah, this like, is Bezos. Yeah. yeah. Bezos. There we go. I, was, I couldn't remember his name, but. Wow, that is hilarious. He's buying stuff. newspapers he doesn't know what he has, and now he's yeah. saving the expanse. Oh, and Connor's, yeah. Connor's... Oh, he's bending over, oh my. You're almost getting ash crack here on camera, folks. Almost getting ash crack! Connor's got his ash crack out! Uh, we're going to get this bad. <laughs> I'll let you put uh, a parental advisory warning on this episode. Oh my god, you just need to put, like, uh, I don't know, a face on there. Because, the uh, the one where Connor was bending over. Oh, his mic's not on. Now he's, now he's just talking I, I assume, sounds. My, my sound <laughs> oh, you're, is you're back now. I assumed you were going to jump in with a Red Hood button. No, oh, no. No, no, I was just talking about your ass crack. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> it's the, the windows are open at both ends of the, the house, and it's just the doors pissing me off. Ah, yes, yes. yes. All, all, all the blowing. So, yeah, expand to save day. Actually, I recorded a little extra audio, because this came out after we did the TV news yesterday, so I recorded mm-hmm. a little audio insert just to acknowledge, hey, it's been saved, I'm not letting this be out of date. Sure, I had a moment. When I saw, I saw you put it up on YouTube, I saw it had yeah. gone up as, uh, you know, expanses saved, and I was like, I remember talking about that. I clicked on it, and you were like, oh, there's a bit at the end. I was like, how drunk was I last night? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember doing that at all. No, I've never done this before. I did, because I was on my own, I just did audio. I did a freeze frame at the end of that story, and just be like, oh, update, guys. Last minute save. 
expansion. We'll talk about it properly in the news next week, but I was like, no, I'm putting this in. I'm not letting this this sit here like, oh, we're talking about like it might get saved. No, no, it's saved. It's good. So, yeah. uh, really confused. Really exciting news though. Anyway, comics news first though. Comic news. So, hey, hey, that was a nice bit of natural, casual small talk to start off the show. Yeah, almost like we're all humans and not, you know. Robots? Borgs? Something. I yes. I, 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 I wouldn't go as far as saying friends, but... <laughs> well, Connor, Connor, you and I have bonded over Star Wars. and, and Yeah, Keith, yeah, but then there's that monster over there Keith, who won't go and see Solo. You know. Do you know what? I feel so... So free and invigorated by that choice. You know? I just... I'm sorry, because now we don't have to hear you bitch and complain about well, it. It's funny. All, all it's the great. shite you made Matt watch over the years... <laughs> Hey, I still watch a lot of shite for review purposes. I think at this point with the 10 Star Wars movie, I I have a bit more of a a, a vantage to say, hey, you know what? I think there's not much... More than the fifth Transformers movie. I didn't make him go see the fifth one. I opted out the fifth one. I didn't see that either. Yeah, he made me see the fourth one. Yes, and then we made a choice afterwards. You know what? It's not worth doing anymore. And we've been happier ever since. It's like a marriage with a rocky patch. We had to get some therapy. We made some, made some sacrifices. Michael Bay was the cause of it. It was so bad. <laughs> uh. All right. There was DC news this week. That, that's it. Wait, that's it. Oh. I watched it, and now you're seeing Skyscraper. Do you want me to see Skyscraper? I'll see it for you, Matt. Thank you, sir. Like he wasn't going to see it anyway. Rock's taking uh, on a Skyscraper. I'm, sure. I'm into it. With the prosthetic leg, I am I so excited. Uh, I'll see Skyscraper. I, I am legitimately more excited for Skyscraper than I am so. <sighs> Alright, DC News. Unless anyone wants yeah. to interrupt me again and uh, drag this out even longer. <laughs> no? Good. Alright, DC News. Supergirl's back! Yeah. Alright, don't sound too excited. Oh, we're waiting for you to share the details. Okay, Supergirl is back. Uh, not a number one, it is continuing its numbering. Which is interesting because the original like, number 20 solicit, which was the final issue up until now, never said final issue, which makes me wonder if they always, always kind of like, okay, we're bringing that back in a few months, so it's not actually the final issue, it's just going on hiatus before the new run starts. Yeah. It's, it's a weird situation because uh, you know, it happened with the... Cyborg as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, did that have a final issue tag? That I think um, that might have done, uh, but that that was different because I feel like that was actually uncancelled. Where even though they're saying that for Supergirl, I feel like this is clearly spinning out of what Bendis is doing with Superman. So I think they just kind of knew this was going to happen, but they were just putting the pieces in place. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Supergirl 21 is back in August, uh, written by Mark Andreco, who's going to be on the new run. Kevin Maguire's doing the art, um, who I believe is one of Bendis' Marvel buddies who's kind of jumped ship. I could be wrong. Is it Kevin Maguire? Yeah. No, I'm not familiar with them. No, Kevin Maguire's done a lot of DC work. He did a lot of stuff with, uh, I think, Giffen, right? It's Giffen and Maguire. Recently, though? Let's look this up. Anyway, I'll give you the solicit while you're looking up. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Mourning the loss of Kryptonians wiped out by Rogel Czar, that's the new Bendis villain, uh, Supergirl decides to play detective and sets off into deep space to learn more about the would-be usurper. Uh, using whatever tech she can 
scrounge, Supergirl builds a star cruiser, and after intel from Green Lantern, she blasts off into the cosmos with Rogalzar's deadly axe. She gets an axe. Supergirl's getting an axe, Matt. Get excited. Uh, I'm, I'm in. To solve the mystery, along with a travelling companion you won't believe. So she's got a buddy with her. I don't know who it's going to be, though. They're, they're teasing it. Uh, it's worth mentioning, Jorge, Jorge Jimenez uh, designed a bunch of new suits for her. She has, like, a regular blue one, which, you know, before anyone panics about the other ones, that seems to be what she'll be wearing as a normal suit when she gets back to Earth. But she's been given some space suits, which they've, 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 in the interviews and stuff when they announced all this, they did say that these have some uh, attributes because you know she won't necessarily have her solar powers in space, depending where she goes. Mm-hmm. So these are suits designed to help her out with that. So she's got like a the cape's kind of got like a sash thing that comes comes down the front. It looks a bit more regal. Uh, I actually much prefer the second version of it. It's red and black. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me on that. I I don't really have a preference. I like all of them. I, I... I don't know. They, they they all work for me. I'm not super into the main one they were showing off, but I like the red and black version. Yeah. No, fair enough. And obviously, yeah, so Kevin McGuire, Kevin McGuire did work with Bendis on two issues of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. But other than that, he mainly been working with uh, with Keith Geffen. Did like I can't believe it's not the Justice League, JLA Classified. Um, Batman Confidential. He did an arc there. So these are, so, but they're a while ago, though, right? Like he's not done anything for DC in a while. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not in a while. So that that's good. I think he fits. Um, he's done a lot of covers though recently. Yeah. Mm. I, I think it's interesting. I was looking up uh, Andrejko. What told me he he did mm. uh, the uh, Death of Hawkman most recently. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we enjoyed uh, that. Yeah. Um, interesting. He he co-wrote something with Bendis uh, a while back. Ah, so okay, there you go. There's, there's a connection. That there. makes some sense. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of speculated that maybe they were going to relaunch it, tying into whatever Bendis was doing. So, uh, I'm glad they're not renumbering it though. I'm glad it's just no twenty one. We'll, we'll go from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. No, that's cool. So, no, I'm excited. I'm glad to have Kara back. I was bummed that it was it was leaving. Um, I'm cool with some cosmic mystery. I like that it's tying into the villain stuff. Uh, I wonder what Kryptonians are going to die though. <laughs> Mourning the loss of Kryptonians. Like, what's Kryptonians? Who's dying? Yeah, I mean. I always like to think that it wasn't just Baby Kal-El that got out, but he just ended up on Earth. Hmm. Like, there were other Kryptonians that, that made it out. Yeah. And this this guy has been going around and eliminating him. Yeah, he's, so. ba- he's basically a nemesis from uh, Resident Evil 3. He's going around going, Kryptonians, and killing them all. Yeah. And he's going for whatever reason that... It is. I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sorry, so, Connor. I'll do my I'll do my regular Buffy reference later. I just wanted to get a Resident Evil one in this week. All right. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I got that reference. <laughs> Cue the Captain America gift uh, from Avengers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no Supergirl with an axe. I like when she goes into space. Like the Citadel stuff was always really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and even the new Krypton stuff that uh, Sterling Gates did, where she was dealing with with Superwoman, you know, Yeah. Yeah, and who was Superwoman? No, I mean, uh, I thought Death of Hawkman was a solid, fun little mini. Uh, so I'm, huh? I'm cool with Andrejko yeah, being on it. Um, uh, Andrejko's did some other stuff. I think he relaunched Manhunter uh, back a long time ago. Hmm. And that's where we got the, the lawyer version. If I was uh, to make a guess about the, no, the, that was him, yeah. the Kryptonians, yeah. I'd maybe guess that I'm wondering if like, uh, Rogel Zar, like had some imprisoned or something. Like not not like a bottled set like Brainiac had Bicandor, but like I wonder if he had like Kryptonian prisoners that he ends up killing or something. Like maybe like, like a camp. Yeah. Like maybe like, like Superman's girl try to save them in Man of Steel and they fail and yeah. Rogozar kills them all or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh I'm just I'm just uh, wondering like, I mean no other Kryptonians I know are kicking around really are uh, you know, Zod and his family. 
but I didn't care oh, man them that much. Yeah. No, but but I, I could, but I hope not because the way that Venditti's revitalized them in the pages of yeah. Green Lantern. I would see him killing Zod. I mean, m- maybe he kills Zod's maybe. kid, which would pe- would really piss off Zod for a start. <laughs> it would, and it would unify him with with Kal-El for whatever reason. Mm. Like, yeah. That would yeah, be interesting, no, though. Exciting. That would be interesting, though, actually, just to, to think about that, if he has to team up with Zod. Like, if Zod, because this is an enemy of Krypton, like, mm-hmm. Zod's up for teaming up with the, the elves. Did, I don't know. Did, did you ever read uh, the World of New Krypton stuff, where Superman went over there? Do you know, I I haven't yet. It's been on my, my uh, to-read oh. list for a while. There you go, because there's a lot of it there, where you get to see a more good-natured, like, Zod's mm. doing his job. Now, ever since and- I read... Um, you know, John's brainiac way back in the day. I've always meant to go on and read all the all the crypt, new Krypton yeah, yeah. stuff that, and, and all the stuff. And John's really fleshed him out. I mean, that version and this version that are right now are not simpatico whatsoever. Um, but I feel like you get hit some of the same beats where you get to know the, the, the real side of Zod, not the crazy death spot that likes to scream. So, but yeah, no, this is cool. What other news we got? <laughs> Matt, keep this moving. Move it along. What's next? No, no, but to be fair, we did talk about everything there. So yeah, Supergirl, happy it's back. Uh, next up, we're getting a mini from um, Scott Peterson and Kelly Jones, a Batman mini called Batman Kings of Fear. Kelly Jones, of course, is a classic Batman artist. Scott Peterson was once a, a Batman editor, uh, which the start of the list tells you about that. But here's the, here's the plot synopsis. Batman's been overseeing Gotham City for years now and isn't sure how much of a difference he's making. Doubt, fear and insecurity are starting to take over. And as of all those negative feelings set in, the Scarecrow orchestrates a riot in Arkham Asylum to give the Dark Knight one of his greatest challenges yet. The six-issue miniseries will see the Scarecrow in a horrifying new way that you'll have to read to believe. Uh, so that's going to be fun. So Batman money. Uh, some classic art. Yeah. I, I like the sound of the premise. Seems like a, yeah. a great story to bring oh. in Scarecrow. Uh, I'm not looking yeah. at it right now, but did the cover have like a classic bat suit? Is this out of continuity? Uh, I don't Probably. know. I, I haven't seen it. Um, so oh. I just looked him up. Yeah. Uh, Scott Peterson. Uh, he was the assistant of Danny O'Neill. That's where he started. Okay, so, yeah. so classic era then. Most, most, yeah. So most likely it's going to be out of tail because he's also... He was an editor for uh, like um, reading here, like the Batman Adventures book, which was Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Oh yeah, the animated series. Uh, book. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's 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 very much a Kelly Jones suit with the you know the yellow oval. And yeah, the, I, I, the I thought giant I, ears. I thought I remember the yellow oval uh, from the from the yeah, from the yeah, cover. It's, it's got it's got the the Kelly Jones huge ears, which I, oh, I always cool. think of. Uh, that's going to be a fun, really, kind of, let's just go nuts with Scarecrow then, because it's an out of continuity story. Why not? Yeah, you've got a, yeah. a bunch of the other villains on the cover as well. Scarecrow's kind of in the background as a silhouette, like, manipulating yeah. it all. That makes sense, if it's, it's an Arkham, and he's he's, yeah. he's using them all as pawns. It makes, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a uh, six-issue mini uh, Batman King of Fear that's starting... In, uh, in August. So, uh, also, obviously, we'd heard about this uh, leak from Twitter, but just to confirm, Adventures of the Super Sons, issue one uh, of a 12 issue series, is starting in August. Uh, art by Carlo Baberi, who's been doing it, is doing, doing the issues recently mm-hmm. as well. Uh, also, Art Thurbert's with him on the art. And uh, 12 issue series. Uh, this this list, it makes a lot more sense having read this week's issue, actually, uh, part of it. But just yep. to. 
uh, say this here. So the Super Sons are back in an all-new 12-issue miniseries written by Peter J. Tomasi. Check out The Lost and Secret Adventures of Damian Wayne and John Kent in this flashback miniseries that takes a deep dive into the bombastic romance between the sons of the DC Universe's greatest heroes. Uh, the epic dual storyline that transcends current events as Superboy and Robin find themselves targets of an interstellar team of young badasses called The Gang. Uh, that flashback thing may have had me worried, but having read this week's Super Sons, uh, it's yeah. fine. I know what they're doing with it, it's fine. I'll, I'll be interested to hear what, what you're on about here. Yeah, we'll save it for I'm the issue. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I know what they're meaning when they say that now, having read this issue, because it kind of yeah, sets fair. it up. Uh, but yeah, so that's the, the new stuff. It's worth mentioning, August is an annual month, so here's the annuals you're going to get. In, in August. You get in Batgirl Annual number two. It is worth mentioning this is a James Gordon Jr. story. Uh, seemingly Silence mm. of the Lamb style where he's helping take down another serial killer. So that that does sound quite interesting. It's the same writers who's doing uh, Marhead Scott who's doing the, the run starting with issue 26. Uh, Damage Annual number one. Uh, Nightwing Annual number one. Uh, Otto Schmidt's on the art for that one and Vicky Vale's guest starring. So uh, that sounds cool. Uh, Red Hood and Outlaws Annual Number Two. Put it on your to-do list, Connor. Uh, I will the, not. the Silencer Annual Number One and Suicide Squad Annual Number One. So the six annuals, three of which are books we cover, uh, three of which we don't. So, but yeah. those are the annuals that are coming in August. So uh, yeah. worth mentioning. They're, they're pumped out, pumping out a few Bendis books as well, aren't they? Not not the not DC. Oh sure, yeah, the creator-owned books. We've got Peril and we've got Scarlet. Uh, they're both miniseries. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, I know. I know someone we all know is going to be very excited over Scarlet, even oh, yeah. though it's coming yeah. up through DC. Do you know what? I have yeah. to admit, seeing Alex Maleev as the artist on all five issues of that honestly makes me, even though I've never read any Scarlet <laughs> the, the only thing yeah. that upsets me is it means that he's busy on that and we can't have him on a proper DC book for, you know... Give it time. For five year. months. Yeah, for five months. But I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping that they end up poaching him for something. It'd be nice, uh, wouldn't it? Maybe an event or something. Something that's not like a long thing, but something that you'll do for like a six issue miniseries. Uh, even, even just a mini, like yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. So I'd be done with that. Just something. But yeah, so that was the solicitous news. The only thing that I have to add to that is you know how we've been hearing rumors of uh the Grant Morris and Liam Sharp Green Lantern, and it's worth mentioning, of course, that Green Lantern Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Core number fifty in August is the final issue of that series. Now obviously that makes us think they're probably relaunching a Green Lantern book in September or October. Just to add on to those rumours, uh, Big Bang Comics, an Irish comic shop, uh, one of the, their employees, or the owner, whoever it is, went to see Liam Sharp at a, a con. And there's a, a photo with them, you know, on the Twitter, saying, hey, we ran to Liam Sharp. And they mentioned that Liam Sharp showed them the first few pages of his next project, and it'll make you, quote, green with envy. So just mm. feel on that green flame. Just, you know, Liam Sharp, Grant Morrison, yeah. Green Lantern. Uh, or at least Liam Sharp, seemingly. He seems, you know, almost confirmed at this point. But there you go. Oh, so. we're, we're getting a, you know, Catwoman redesign as well. Oh, true. Yeah, there's a redesign. Joel Jones has got a new design for Catwoman's costume. We haven't had a redesign in a long time for Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm a fan. What does it look like? Uh, it's a little bit more like uh, classic Batman Returns style, sort of like. Yeah, goggles are gone. Oh. Yeah. Oh dear. I do like the goggles look. So, uh, but at the same time, I like this one too. It's fine. Yeah. No, I like it. So it's Jonesy's style. Um, there's already a couple of images out of it, of it out and about. So. Um, it was a co- confirmation that that Batwoman's ending with eighteen. 
that's true yeah uh, again i didn't feel it in news because we already knew it but it's yeah. not we we, we can, but we, you know just just to have the official word yeah uh, it does say final issue in the solicit because i actually okay. i speculated briefly and i don't necessarily think it is but because the way the way that uh yang's talking about it on twitter i, I don't expect it but um new superman's final issue doesn't say final issue so i speculated briefly that maybe like supergirl is like a planned continuation coming but yeah. it also feels like that's not a book that was going to last that long so i'm not necessarily expecting it but i thought no, it, was no, worth it feels mentioning. like they're clearing the table for bendis and then once bendis gets established they can start reintroducing stuff mm. it does feel that way especially with uh with supergirl and super sons where yep. you know okay they're, they're ending or ended bendis is coming in you know there's no superman books at the moment like you know because we've had the specials mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. gonna have man of steel on its own and then Superman in action on their own for like a month, and then we come back in with Supergirl and and Super Sons. Yeah, uh, I think it's just interesting to see that. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that's, that's fine. Uh, I'll admit I was expecting some bigger things in the August solicits, but I guess they're holding off for at least September. Uh, and by that I mean this new Green Lantern book, and because it's because we got hyped up that we were due things, and yeah. and timing seemed to line up that we thought. Uh, maybe we now, I didn't see this myself, but I did see someone on Twitter say... So, I don't know what the source of this is, but apparently Joshua Williamson did kind of confirm a book was spinning out of the Flash after Flash War. Okay. Which, again, lines up with some rumours that we heard about what was happening later in the year. Mm-hmm. So, hey, exciting things. Part of me doesn't want those rumours to be right because of where they came from, <laughs> but the other part of me is like... Just these give are me those stuff right that, now. Yeah, these are stuff that I'd be interested in no matter what. Because uh, look what Sharp's doing uh, with mythology in yeah. Brave and the Bold. And then you add Green Lantern mythos. And if Morrison's telling those stories, like he's going to have this big epic feeling. So yes. And then a second Flashbook, please. He's like my third favorite character in DC. So Yeah. It'll be a, a Wally Wally book. Wally Wally. They can use the Wonder That's Woman funny. logo. <laughs> That's fine. For Wally Wally. Wonder Wally. Woman logo with a flash bolt through it. <laughs> Would would they move to Walla Walla? <laughs> Wally Wally and Walla Walla. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why not? Well, obviously we're going to start off with the big event book of the week. That is Justice League No Justice number three. Scott Snyder, Joshua Williamson, and James Tenney in the fourth writing. Uh, Riley Rosmo and Marcus Toe on the art. Hold it in, Connor. I'll give uh, you a floor in a minute. I was, no, I was going to say, let, let, let Connor... Let out a primal scream, <laughs> so he feels better. Remember how last week with Connor was complaining that Manipal wasn't the only artist? So I woke up. I woke up Wednesday morning. This is the first thing that I read, and uh, immediately when I saw Manipal not on the cover, messaged Connor going, "Hey, buddy." Uh, I never noticed on the cover. I actually like. I just started reading it, and I, it was like. Maybe just towards the bottom of the first page where I sort of clicked and went, wait a minute, this art looks really different. Do, do, do you know what the <laughs> thing is, though? Matt, Matt told me that, and then I put off reading it. This, this stopped being the, the, the thing that I was going to read first and then became yeah. like, oh. Hey, oh, no, full hey disclosure. I'm just looking out for you, buddy. Full disclosure, I, this was never what I was going to read first. This is what I read third, because Tech and Flash were taking priority this week for me, but, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. To yeah, each yeah. their no, own. I say Flash for last. Let's, let's you know... Uh, but no, I read this first. It's the big event. This is, you know, we know me. I love continuity. I love big stories. So the art, though, I'm just going to get it out of the way because this is my biggest mm-hmm. problem with the book. 
Rosmo's art style does not match this book. It doesn't. It's all. ugly. Yeah. Rosmo is is fantastic in you know shadowy things. Mm-hmm. But you know, dark, gritty, grimy. Here are the big cosmic colourful stuff. It's atrocious. Yeah. I, I think it's hit and miss. I think it's finding certain characters. I think Martian Manhunt on the first page, I couldn't tell it was him until he was called Marty. Like I wasn't sure yeah. who it was. And then uh, I think you know some I think like that's the following page, you like Batman's like sort of more cartoony face kinda works. It doesn't necessarily fit the style of the book, but it looks fine, I think, as an image on its own. But, but we've seen oh, Matt, was... make, make. Well, well, yeah, no, but this thing I think I think it's quite an ugly Batman and I think this is the problem of when when Rosmo's doing a Batman book and it's in shadow, Batman looks great. This just oh no, wasn't well, working. Well, hold hold on, right? So I think the Batman looks fine for the most part. Like I, I think there's certain characters who look fine. For me, where it really shits the bed is when we get to Wonder Woman. Yep. Oh god, yeah, that's awful. Wonder Woman looks absolutely atrocious in this book, and I, 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 uh, Lex Luthor looks terrible as well. On that, that, that Zatanna? Zatanna looks terrible. Yeah, but it's, it, it's almost like it gets worse bad. as it goes on. Once, once you get to the middle of the book, uh, and it's funny because he obviously the Earth parts are still Marcus Toe, but eventually Marcus Toe just takes over the main parts as well. It's almost mm-hmm. like it was getting worse and worse, and then he taps out, and Marcus Toe comes in and finishes the rest of the yeah, book. Yeah, but look at that, that, that page with Brainiac. That's the double page. Like, with the shadows. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Seeing. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. It looks... That Gorgeous. side of it's alright, yeah. That's his yeah. best page. I think his Beast Boy looks okay as well, honestly. But yeah, it, it just it makes me wonder, because at least in the last issue, we had that split between Toe yeah. and Manipal. Here, there's no clear split. And Manipal did say in a stream this week that issue four's all him, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I was um, debating with Matt earlier in the week about, <laughs> you know, how the, the filling artists are killing my enthusiasm for books... And uh, yeah, Matt was saying, hey, you know, the story comes first for him, and yeah, you know, that's the bad. It, it, it's I finally cut an analogy that I can liken it to. Yeah, it's it's like in a movie, it's mm-hmm. it's where they, they change the actors for the characters like three or four times over the course of a movie for no reason. Like you know, sometimes I, I you can allow it. Like okay, there's a flashback, so you get a different actor, right? If it's for a different age, and so that in the the equivalent here is okay. So there's a different artist for the flashback. Well, to me, that was still a little disappointing, but at least I can understand the split. You know, here it, it, it was, you know, the, the different locations. Whereas now it's just like, okay, different artists is like just changing the actors. Yeah, the story's still there, but it's really distracting. And it, it, it kind of takes you out of it. I can get over it, but I will admit yeah. the art in this issue is a bit of a hodgepodge. Well, it, yeah, it's jarring, and it definitely... It did make me like it not as much as I have the previous two. Yeah. It's something I feel is going to like ruin the trade later. You know, when I go and read this as a trade, like as, as four issues. But that's the thing. As much as I enjoy the story, I don't feel like this is just the table setter. And I feel like, yeah, I might read this 15 years from now, but this is not a story I'm going to hold near and dear like some of the other ones. Like I like to go back and read. So that's I think, I think notably stage. most of the stories that you, you, that you have at that have just one artist. Right. Yeah. No, they do. You know, if this was Manipal, maybe I would. Um, but even then, I, I am enjoying the story a lot. I just feel like this is the prologue to whatever it is going to do. It is. So, yeah. You know, um, but there are some really cool moments in this. Uh, you know, plus Starbro is take center stage. Like, yeah. I love his yeah. dialogue with Russian Manhunter. No, his, uh, his stuff's great, and then, he, then he's like, 
hey, Atom, make me big, enlarge me. And then he flies up and tries to take on the Omega Titan. He tries to take him over. And he's like, starf- he face-huggers him, basically. Right? Yeah. yeah. The classic Star Wars style. And then a poor, poor Star Wars gets ripped in half. And he's dead. Yeah, bad news for yeah, him. He's gone. I'm gutted that we've lost Starbro. Because, you know, one of the best parts of the book. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that, that said, though, will we, you know, how Starro goes, I'm sure there'll be more. Oh, yeah, you I'm know? sure we've not seen the last yeah, of Starro, but... If if biology of space starfish is the same as Earth starfish, we'll, as we'll long as there's a, a piece of the center, it'll grow a whole other one. Yeah. You know, they, they can clone. So... Which, hey, I wouldn't even surprise me if that's a big moment in the fourth issue where, like, multiple Starros come in to help. Yeah. I'd so... love that. But, but yeah, yeah, so um, the gist of the, the, go ahead. Uh, just gonna say, the gist of the issue then is that they have to light up the other trees but dampen the wisdom one because the wisdom one is the one that's dominant on the planet. So Cyborg siphons out the, the data banks or the data core from, from the wisdom tree. Uh, Wonder Woman uses her lasso to free the spirits, the spirit priests of the of the Wonder Tree um, and the other, the other trees are kind of working. While Sinestro, with his ring, uh, with Starro camming the minds of everyone in the planets, including Tamaran, that was one of the planets in the right. balls. Uh, that's Starfire's planet. They basically take all those planets into into space so they can all regrow <laughs> and be be, so be, be here's, back. Here's the thing that my my with the mystery, I feel like it's kind of amorphous because I get that entropy's in the prison, and I get that the 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 wisdom right. Is, is coming out of the databanks mm-hmm. and the wonders coming out of the magic and how dead that one is because it's it is Kalu. This mystery one just I don't feel it has that mystery of the planets. Like I understand that's probably gonna be the central story. Uh, I think with the idea the the mystery of what's in there and you know when they when they say when they release it it's the mystery of all these lives that are, that are now there to, to impact the universe and what will they do? Right, but if if the mystery. If what grew the tree was the mystery of what's in there, when you let it all go, doesn't that ruin the mystery? And now that weakened your tree, like, I feel like they shot themselves in the foot there. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, and if that's the if that's the intent, because that's that's how they end up kind of failing. Kalu is Kalu, however we're pronouncing it. No, I don't is, think so. I, I think it's because. Once it's revealed, everyone starts to think about it. Therefore, the mystery is strengthened. I, people I, people I, are going, oh, I wonder what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was trying to avoid using the word wonder because the other one's wonder. Yeah, because but, of the wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but it, it yeah. works here. Because cause jumping to the end, Kalu ends up getting destroyed by the Omega Titan. I mean, they managed to get people off. And they evacuated, yeah, but big, yeah, these big arc ships and. Cool is gone. Can I just interject here, uh, just to add back to the art? Uh, Cyborg also looks really rough. I'm just oh, on one of his pages. Harley Quinn as well. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Wonder Woman is the the bottom Far of the enough. barrel. Do you know what but... really gets me is uh, on the the double page spread where Cyborg's taking in the the info. Mm. Flash. Flash, the the bolts managed to be uneven. Uh, you're even right. <laughs> Yeah. That's I just rough. feel like Rosmo has a style, and the style, you know, it might not be everyone's style, but it works. Like Batman Shadow, it worked. And I'm trying to oh, think yeah. of other. Uh, the first I've seen. two of the issues of Night of the Monster Men that he did were fine. Yeah. The problem is, you know, and we're saying, oh, you know, that that panel near the start with Brainiac in the shadow is great. 
So what we're saying is his work's fantastic when you can only see about a third of it. No, 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 no. That's, that's, I don't think that's fair. That, that, no. What we're saying is, is that when he's when he's working in his style and it, the whole thing is designed to work with his art, it, it, it yeah, functions. Yeah, because you have a very cartoony manga-esque. Like, it's big and blocky, you know? And that's almost the opposite it, of Honestly, of just to add on to this, I think on top of that, this is just rushed. Yeah. I, I don't think this is Riley Rosmo at his best. I don't think it's just oh, that he doesn't fit. I, I think some of this is just we are, you know, struggling on time. You just need to shit it out oh. and get it out there. Yeah. Uh, and some of the pages feel like that. It's after that dull page spread, though, with the Flash's crooked uh, thingies, that we switch completely to toe. Because and suddenly that, yeah. it's bearable. Yeah. It's... I mean, I would say it's good. It's not even Got just it. bearable. It's, it's a solid yeah. a solid art after this. It's obviously, like it's annoying that's changed. I like Starfire. Yeah, um, yeah, it is a really nice stuff. Huh? It is because it's just the her, she doesn't have her pupils and just it it's very the, the, the colors really pop, doesn't it? With the orange yeah. and the purple. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what panel I like when they're fighting the Omega Titan because obviously at this point the Vulcan kind of converged instead of you know except for the ones who are evacuating and all the all the big heavy hitters are fighting the Titan. I love the panel of Martian Manhunter between the teeth holding the, yeah. the mouth open Over slightly. Yeah. It's very Superman. Like that could have been Superman or it could have been. Manhunter, but I'm glad it was yeah. Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. No, one, one of my favorite pa- uh, panels is the the second page that he takes over, and right at the top, you just have the the, the Omega Titan. Right. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty great. No, he's a good artist. Toe's great. I wish Toe did the whole issue. If, if we weren't going to get Man of Paul, I wish it was just Toe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Starfire. Uh, the Starfire. Sorry, Starro. <laughs> to mix up my stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Starro's like, hey, ship me with your thing and make me big. And he's like, okay. And then Starro, as he flies off towards the Mega Titan, it will do this. <laughs> do you feel me now, Titan? Do you feel the might of Starro the Conqueror? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He's like, I've conquered then... worlds, worlds upon yeah. worlds. Your puny ma- mind is no match for mine. <laughs> Uh, until so he good. gets ripped in half. Until he gets yeah. ripped in half. He, he gets ripped in half like Superman ripping open his shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even with the rip sound effect, like it's yeah, it's rough. It is yeah, really the Mega Titans are playing for keeps, and then we flash back to Earth, and uh, all, all I always the... love when when Green Arrow can just launch an arrow straight into a gun barrel. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. That's a one in a million shot. Because while I was ready to like be bombed, he's like, "Oh, we need to just bomb yeah. this site, regardless of us being here." He's like, "No, we're yeah. killing us and all the other heroes. Come on now!" But of course, as soon as Cola gets destroyed, all the seeds on Earth because there's, there's four of them. It's not just the one at the fortress. There's oh. one at Star Labs, one in Belle Reve, and one at yeah. the Tower of Fate, and they all spawn. And it's like, by the way, the Titans aren't coming. They're already here. So we get this yeah. final page with the three other Titans arriving. This does make me question, though. That uh, ending scene from the the DC Nation, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't line up with us at all. We're Supergirl. This is a completely yeah. different context. The, do you yeah. know what it reminds me of? Uh, to go back a, a few years now, do you remember when we got the the Zero issues in New Fifty Two? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm specifically talking about Snyder's Batman. Yep, he did a Zero issue about you know the the Red Hood stuff, and it was supposed to like lead into. And then when we got to Zero Year, it was in. Uh, no, you just what? brainiac for like a second. It was just a yeah. quick thing, but it was it was uh, almost like something was trying to invade for a second and then went away. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, what did I say? I it went... When we got to Zero Year, it was completely different to what he'd shown in that. Yeah. It was more supposed to be a, a thematic idea to show mm. rather than a, a literal prologue. And I feel that's what this was in the DC Nation. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of weird though to have a character there who isn't now. Like it's one thing for it not to match up exactly, but I, I think the next issue could in, or could start with Supergirl, yeah. but the Green Arrow thing is doesn't unless they teleport it out via whatever. Because at this point, you know? I, I mean. Supergirl should be free because she wasn't with any of the leagues that were fighting Brainiac because right. they were the ones who were all taken. But I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll see if she pops in up in the, the next issue. Tubes last issue was she? No, no, didn't see her. No. Mm-hmm. Didn't see her, no. Uh, but I, I do like all these trees sprouting up at the different places, and mm. it's synonymous. Not synonymous. Yeah. It's a, similar to where they were on Kalu, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. The one that Genaro Muller. That that's mystery, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. mysteries so got- Krypton because that's got all the relics of the other world and stuff yep. and, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. So you've got Beats Wonder, uh, Bell Reeves Entropy, and yeah. Labs is wisdom. Wisdom, yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. It makes sense. These are the equivalents. Uh, so no, no, I mean, I, I dig that they're all racing back home now to try and save Earth because shit, the trees have all spawned. Um, my my only concern is how do we wrap this up in an issue? And I know it won't be completely wrapped up because we're you know we're right. building it in No Justice, but or, or Justice League rather, uh, yeah. but. Uh, New Justice, even, is what we're calling that that whole line. Uh, but, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious how, how this is all going to wrap up in one issue. I feel whatever happens, they're going to stave off the, the Omega Titans. Mm. Uh, and then Earth will it'll always be... They'll always have that threat, you know, unless we keep things balanced. So then they'll be back. Yeah, that'll be the way to beat them, probably, is to keep it balanced between the four oh. trees. I, I wonder, uh, are we pretty sure that all these planets getting released is kind of what the focus of Odyssey is going to be? Yes. Yeah. Because that's why they have Darkseid there, right? Like, he's the... He'd be familiar. He's from the Source Wall, right? He's spent time there. So well, he's got amnesia, but yeah, other than that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. he does have amnesia, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm th- well, I mean, he, he they have to assume he remembers something if they're bringing him for questioning, right? Mm. Like for information. That's Otherwise, it. Yeah, that's there's no the cover for issue two, which by the way is fantastic, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and the solicits for August, it has it's seemingly they're all they're all fighting dark side. So we'll see how the, the actual you know team membership. I, I, I won't out, mind but... a a uh, a nerfed version of dark side, just because you know you have some of that there. I, I, I do wonder if it's interesting, instead of if they're going looking at all those planets, if they're almost patrolling the source wall, going, mm. all right, okay, nothing else can come through. I wonder, like, what would fascinate me about the whole the whole dark side thing is, if SA has amnesia the entire time he's with them, until eventually the run ends or whatever, and he, or if he eventually leaves somewhere in the middle. I like the idea that he'll remember all his time with them. He'll get all his memories back from before, but he'll still oh. remember being with them and not knowing and working with them. And the idea that it has some sort of... Like small effect on him, like there's like a hint of compassion just in there now yeah. because he actually worked with the heroes for a time, without the all the baggage of all his evil villainy and everything he always thinks about. Yeah, well, I, I always like the idea that he's just a conqueror because he's trying to eat the anti-life. Like anything hmm. else after that, like what's he gonna do after he he uses the anti-life equation? Just sit and rule? That's not Dark Sides. I, I think he goes to the beach and reads a book. Yeah, it could be. He goes and hangs so... out with Thanos and says, the Soul Stone. What are you talking about? <laughs> he has no he has no time for that. He doesn't <laughs> jewelry. Darkseid is. Uh you know? So but no, and then and then we have to think that Justice League Dark's gonna be dealing with that magic side in the same way that Yeah. Uh Odyssey was yeah. dealing with the mystery I, side. That, that's, so obviously uh, Dark is dealing with okay, magic's changed. 
Yeah. I wonder if Odyssey is okay. What else came through the source wall? And they're like, you know, mm. patrolling and going. Okay, well, this came through. Let's go deal with that. Part of the reason why, why keeping everything in check. Yeah. Part of the reason why I'm wondering if these planets getting released are a big part of Odyssey is because now that we know that Starfire's planet's one of them, I feel like it, it yep. makes her makes sense that she's on that team that she wants to be involved in dealing with this. Yep, it does, yeah. So. Well, uh, so I listened to a, a podcast real, real just real quick about Starfire, and I never realized she was banished from Tamarind. By her, her sister. Um, and in this current this... continuity, uh, well, admittedly, I've not gotten super far on New Teen Titans yet, but I've been reading the original yeah. New Teen Titans run, and she was, yeah. at least so far than my reading, she was offered as like a peace offering to stop a war yes. that's been raged between. From the Citadel. Yeah, from the yeah. Citadel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Blackfire takes over her sister and then like full out banishes her. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what the current version is because I, I, I know. Yeah. There was a story on this in uh, in you know the new Fifty Two Red Hood. There, the there was, and it's probably the best. Connor, thing you know what there. you have to do. You have to go I back. I don't remember it. I I, I, I vaguely. Oh, I, have... I remember it very much. They they come. There's a there's a a, a Tamarin resistance. They come to I Earth. Going, a big ship. Princess Coriander, we need you. You're our general. Yeah. And she takes the that was. Hey, let, 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 let me let me talk. All right. I don't know. I'm, I'm just laughing at Connor going. I remember there was a big ship. I remember there being a really big ship and them going up onto it because obviously you know, yeah. Red Hood's like, oh wait, hang on. Well, and, a ship. and you got to see this cool leader side of Corey that up until that point in the comic, it was almost like I'm gonna give Abdel benefit of the doubt because he caught so much flack for kind of using her as a sex object to where he had this plan to where yeah, on Earth she doesn't know what to do, but as soon as you put her in that leadership position. Like she, it just clicks, and she ends up taking the ship back to Tamarin and defeating her sister, and then kind of freeing everybody. And being like, "Look, you don't need a monarchy. I'm gonna go. I trust in you." Uh, so I don't know if that's still what it is now, but I, I would assume that's the most. Yeah, I, I guess technically, it's, it's kind of like how a lot of the rebirth stuff. It's like okay, technically we're in, we're still in the continuity of New Fifty Two, even though we'd like to forget some of the stuff yeah and... i think we have to go with the new 52 versions until we're told otherwise right yeah. yeah so and if that's the case then that happened afterwards so that's why she's never been able to go back like just tamarin went missing you know uh yeah but, yeah, but no it's it, it's very interesting that they threw that in there oh. and it's probably... and somewhere since that brainiac took it exactly and, and yeah for all the record i dig the story and we should probably mention the uh you know real docs he's a He's like, yeah, Brainiac's whole thing was to conquer this planet. As soon as he you know, had to yeah. save it for him, he was going to conquer it and just send all the Titans to Earth. Yeah, anyways. So, yeah. you know, uh, and they've got him tied up. In fact, Lobo's literally you know, dragging him with a chain dragging. at one point, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've still got him uh, locked up with them, but we'll see how that maps out. So obviously everyone's racing back to Earth. Uh, I still enjoy the story of the issue. It's just, you know, the art was a bit... Real rough. But on the rough side, yeah. Uh, but hey, so we will move on. We will move we, on. We, we're not rating this week. Oh, ratings, yes, ratings, yes. Damn it. It's new, it's new, Connor. It I'm is. still remembering. New yeah. ratings, yes, you, ratings. You're the kid that was like, hey, what about the homework tonight? No, oh, oh, th- this is not homework. No, no, ra- I like ratings things. Um, I know you do. <laughs> um, now, I that you should always do this, but I think in cases like this, I would accept... A separate art rating from. Oh no this... no no! That's bollocks. It's uh, one product. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No no no! no. That is absolute bollocks. It's one product. It's one issue. No, you give an overall rating, but I'm saying if you want to break it down and say what you think the art is and how it drags it down, you you you're welcome to do so. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying well, you're welcome. To do so. so, so like for me, 
I was really high on the last one. I think mm-hmm. eight, eight and a half or nine. This is a seven because I really enjoyed the story, but the art knocks it down because it's inconsistent. If it was all toe, it would just be a step below the last one. But this, yeah, no, eight, I, I, so I think I agree with the seven, Matt. I, I agree with that. The art drags it down to it, the seven. Stop. But, up but what I'm saying is, the story alone, it would probably be like an 8.5. No, but, no, no. But what I'm saying is, this, this is a bollocks thing. You can't go, oh, you know, that film is, is a 6, but the cinematography, that's a 9. You, you don't do that. Yo, that's what Blade Runner 2049 was. <laughs> yes. a 6, but the cinematography and look make it a 9. Right, so, so you go with the overall package. You don't I, That's a standard ovation. One huh? score, yeah. <laughs> Guys, All right. I'm just going to tell everybody, that's not a good movie. It looks good, but the movie itself is not good. Oh, I love it. But, yeah. Of course you do. You like bad things. You read Red Hood. Do I don't want? think it's a bad movie, but I don't I don't think it's as great as a lot of people make it out to be. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I give it a six, this issue. Yeah, what I was going to say is I think the art's like a five, and that like drags it down. That was, that's, I was just going to say, right? Just for conversation's sake. I'm not, these aren't official numbers. My, my score's a seven, right? Connor, you, you happy? Score's a seven. Moving on to Detective Comics 981, James Tynion IV, Eddie Barrows back on the art for this final issue of the run, and we beat Omak, Tim kind of breaks out of it because Steph gives, a, gives him a pep talk, and he's like, hey, you can do this, Tim, I've given you control back. Yeah. And he does, and then we have lots of fun epilogues, setting up all the characters. <laughs> so usually I have an issue when, when you come in and you do an arc, and then you kind of just reset the pieces, and it's almost like you could remove your arc. Uh, I'm glad Tinian does kind of both, right? Where he leaves threads hanging for mm. someone to pick up on, or even himself. But other ones, like Batwoman, her entire arc in this is back to where exactly where it started. Like, there's no colony. She's back working with her dad just as Batwoman. So... No, it's true because you you do have the two different schools of thought uh, in, in from a lot of comics writers as to whether yeah. or not they re- put the put the toys back in the box and leave it how they right. found it for someone else to have a go, mm-hmm. or if they right okay here's something yeah you, your turn now. I think that the neat trick is to it though is that because she lost like her bat membership if you will and she regains yeah. it and like sort of is more reinvigorated with it because not on top of that she's also back with her dad this, this is even like back to pre the start of this run in a lot of ways yeah. she's back well, to usually, her dad working with her as bat so usually i don't like the the of that of it going into the box again because i feel like these are serialized stories that build as you mm-hmm. go and like part of the challenge of taking a run over is how am i going to deal with that that's just how i view it here though I loved exactly where it left off every single character. Yeah, I, I did as well. And to be fair, Batwoman's I think I think it's the only one where you can say that she's outright kind of back to you know. Yeah. You know, square yeah, yeah. one. Give or take where she was. Yeah. yeah. It just, at least has had growth. Not emotionally, but just in terms of no. like, you know, like the next person to go right Batwoman can start off as you know this is classic Batwoman yeah. with her father and like we can do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I love where Cass ends up. Cass like. So obviously Yo. she she ends up at the Thompsons clinic and like Harper Rose like hey come work with us and Leslie's like hey like you know we'll get you enrolled in school and stuff but someone's volunteered to help you and I'm like oh who's this you. who's this yeah? and she opens the door and I'm like holy shit it's Babs Babs and or- Babs and Cass working together she's helping us it's just oh. a solo run it was great I I smiled at that I was like this is awesome like yay Babs. And, then, and then she starts doing Shakespeare and she starts, starts doing Shakespeare. Shakespeare and then I was like oh no Clayface. And then we get to my holy shit moment. 
Uh huh. So where Clayface ain't gone? Yeah, Clayface he... leaves a note for her. He's he's got a tear in his eye. He's off with Victoria. Uh, such, Victoria. Such good... <laughs> I almost said Victober there. Uh, Victoria October. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Her, it's such a good lead-in, though, isn't it? The Shakespeare that was the the thing that really highlighted their relationship. Yeah, their unifying thing, and then he's just like, "No, nah, she's she's better off right now." I've never I've never been so happy to see someone recite Shakespeare in all my life. Oh, my heart. I came into this run going, "Oh, I guess Clayface is a cool character." <laughs> never did I think that he'd become one of my favorite back characters. Like. Uh, it, it just done cast as well like uh, back to like when they're fighting like and she and like steph's like oh i need to keep hacking you know omac and stuff and Cass like don't worry no one's getting to you and she starts holding off like waves of omac soldiers and then she starts fighting alongside batman and he's like hey i was trying to keep this fight away from you and she's like no i'm a bat i belong in this fight and then he smiles and i'm like damn yeah. yes like yeah, man, if, smiling's weird if nothing else as tim points out later if nothing else Cass is getting a bat on her chest yeah. Next time she's popping up somewhere, I, right? I, whatever name they come up with, I hope it's better than Orphan because Orphan's fine, but she's not an orphan anymore. She has a family. Yeah, like it worked. It worked for where she was in that yeah. story. Uh, yeah, the the uh, the the Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, whichever one it was yeah. that she was in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it really worked for that, and you know, and and it's worked for most of this run because this run has been about her getting a family, right? She's yeah. still yep. been an orphan for most of it. So, but going forward, that that can only She's last. Not, so, yeah. So, yeah. So whatever. Like, if they make her black bat, whatever. Like, cool. Yeah, black bat's I'll fine. Oh, whatever. Um, you know, but yeah. Uh, honestly, though, like if if they just go with the idea of like, you know what, kind of like how those two flashes, we can have more than one Batgirl. It's fine. Pete, you want three Batgirls? I do want three Batgirls. You know, I want three Batgirls, <laughs> Matt. Don't don't joke about this. Um, yeah. I, what if know, what if Tinian does a Batgirls Eternal, and it's just the three of them? I'd be done. Do you know, what, are you a 40 issue weekly? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you say it's not going to happen. I actually don't think that's... Enti- I, I think there's a reasonable chance at some point we'll get some variation of that idea. Well, I forgot Tinian until he posted that, like, open letter. The big block about posting. About Tim Drake. Yeah, and Tumblr. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he talked about how... I forgot he worked on both Eternal series. Now it makes me want to go back and read them, because I, I quit... Eternal, because the art was so inconsistent. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't just him; he was like swapping around with like the other writers. So yeah, that, that, that's what's going to happen in a in a weekly series. Yeah, the art yeah. they can't all be fifty two. <laughs> and read it just to see, because he had such he has such an affection. Like we, we oh, and him yeah. share an affection for the same era of comics, because we're you know roughly we're in the same age. So yeah, it was interesting. The interesting part of that, I mean, he got he write the book he always wanted to with Detective, and then he was told, "Yeah, you have to take Tim off the table for like a year." <laughs> and he's like, "Shit, yeah. what did I do no. with this?" Yeah. But then his editor gave him the the story name, and he's like, "Oh, I can work with this." Yeah, uh, interesting points to make from this. So here's some two, one thing from that that blog post, and one thing mm-hmm. from Twitter a while back. On Twitter a while back, I'm sure we brought this up on the show when he yeah, said he this, uh, but he was helping develop a book for two of the characters from his Detective Comics run that was going to happen later. And at the time he said he wouldn't say which two. Uh, based on what he says in this, and based on what's in the issue as well, and based on what he said in this post, uh, he says in the post that he's no longer going to be writing Tim Drake and that he's excited to read it as a fan again. But, I, I mean, do we agree that Tim and Steph seem to be the two that would most likely to be get their own book of some kind coming out of this. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not Tinian doing it because he's doing yeah. Odyssey, I he, whoever's writing it, he set up Dark. He's done Dark. Have, man. 
Dirk, that's what I meant. Yeah, Dirk right. Williamson's doing a... Uh, Williamson's doing uh, Same difference, sorry, but I know what you meant. Yeah. Writers. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he left a clean place for them to jump on. Yeah. And, and well, whatever I mean, book that is, I will be on from day one. And, you know, it's Tim, like, he's, like, saying he's going off to college, and, you know, Bruce is going to know he's not, like, because he's Batman. Yeah. And he's, uh, like... Uh, he, he says immediately, it's like, Bruce knows I'm not. Yeah. He, yeah. And, and then I love that we cut to, to, to Bruce and Alfred talking. Yeah. And Batman's like, it's fine, I trust him. He'll, he'll come and Where, see me when, when he's Wherever he's at. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Shut, shut down the tracer. You know, we, but, we, we, we don't need to track him. Here's the important when he, when he part. Once us, he'll let us know. They're going off to investigate different timelines because they've seen a lot of timelines. That's what they're going to look into. Yeah. So, I, in, in my I, dream Batgirl scenario, it starts off with uh, with Babs and Cass, and then Steph comes back from this sometime in the middle of the run and joins the third one. This, That's my I, I dream want, scenario. I want Steph and Tim... Uh, with Rip Hunter, throwing another character, and and they're doing exile stuff, visiting these other realities, and that's how I get Connor Kent back. It wouldn't shock me if we get that, Matt. Like, like now, admittedly, I see it as more of a as a mini series than I do an ongoing. But I, oh, I don't care. Yeah, but I see it happening. This is clearly setting something up. Uh, and based on again what he wrote in his post. He said that he, there was one story, one character who didn't get to finish the arc with, and he said she. It's a, it's a female character. Uh, I would guess Cass. See, I think probably more likely Steph because Me I think too. Cass had an arc, right? She grew to have a family. She grew to have Clayface. Steph That's fair. Kind of got off the when Tim got taken off the board. Steph did as well for a lot of the book. Which makes me question, though, if like someone's doing this Steph Tim book, but then because Tim says he's going to get back to it, he says he has to work on. Uh, it was specifically doing the, the the Legion of Doom stuff for Justice League. He says he has to get that mm-hmm. out of the way before he can start thinking about writing another book on top of yep. on top of Dark. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get to it. It's going to happen. Um, well, and, so. and also, she, Steph realizes that she doesn't have to work the bat. Like it's fine. Like she knows her place with Batman. Like they're never going to agree. On how to do things, and that's okay. I she can still, I can still see the end of the arc being her choosing to do it anyway, though. She doesn't need to. Well, yeah, but she but chooses that's what I mean. to. And so that that's the arc. I feel like that's where it was going, where she was ru- ruining yeah. his stuff. That's what led to anarchy, and then he finished this run up and went, "Oh crap, that's not exactly where I wanted to to put her with Bruce." But he kind of wrapped it up as quick as he could. Uh, yeah, so maybe we'll get a, a Steph mini or ongoing yeah. from Tinian in a the, year's the, time. The other option is it could be could be Batwoman, given that you, you, we always spoke about how she's kind uh-huh. of in the same place. Everyone else got got their arc, got to move on, yeah. whereas she didn't. So maybe but maybe that's what he also brought up to. the first arc in, in Batwoman, which we can agree is besides the art, probably the strongest that yeah. we could been. So and he'd co did he fully write that or co-write that? He co-write that. Yeah, he co-wrote okay. the first arc. Yeah. So, so I feel like a lot of what he wanted to do was was in there with Batwoman, uh, which he said yeah. was another character that was from when he was reading Fifty Two as a fan. And hey, he really loved that story. This will be no shock to anyone, but if it is Steph and we're getting a Steph Tim book and a Steph book, I'm okay with. It. I'll, t- I'll take. Oh, me too. Two Steph books. That Steph, and the fact that we learned that this OMAC, like, it was a future that could happen, but mm. not. So now you're playing with hypertime. Oh yeah, because we see, of course, that uh, Kate killing Bruce wasn't what we thought it was. Like Bruce, like right. was willing. He asked it to, ha- to ask for it to happen. It, it was very much a Harry Potter situation with with <laughs> Plus, yeah. Snape, right? Like, yeah. 
we didn't we didn't quite understand at the time, but when all was revealed, it was like, oh well, this was the only option. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I think it's interesting on on that there where you know in that future, the whole realization for Bruce is it, there doesn't always have to be a Batman, right? Right, you know, we can do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, given that the whole point of you know, this arc is Batman Eternal, yeah, you know, the idea of there, there must always be a Batman to to you know have that well, legacy. Well, and he created uh, Brother I for that, and then Brother I goes and goes full on Skynet yeah. and wants to maintain yeah. itself. So maybe part of that was Brother I becoming Batman. What what I think partic- is particularly interesting after you know Bruce knows about this revelation, right, mm-hmm. and then at the end. You know, Alfred's like, oh, come on, no, don't don't tell me next time you start an entire school for young vigilantes. And he's like, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's a hint as, you know, oh, may, maybe one day. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just... a hint to this outsider stuff coming up, which by on that subject, by the way, yeah. someone asked Brian Hill on Twitter, is like, hey, when are you going to just admit this is leading to an outsider's book after your detective arc? And he just said, this was his response, the Hill administration has no comment on this at this time. <laughs> so I, so I think there's that's a great true. response to that is, is just go, uh, in about three months, when it solicits time. <laughs> well, see, that's that's what I always liked about Batman Inc. was that Bruce wasn't necessarily in the suit all the time, mm. right? He he got to play quarterback from the sideline and be like, "Hey, go here and go here," and I could be the face of this as Bruce Wayne. You know, it was kind of it was very Iron Man esque when people thought that Iron Man was working for Stark and he yeah. they weren't one and the same. So. I kind of like that idea of that in the future. That's where this goes. Like he has mm. his his team of people, but he doesn't need to be there. Uh, well, it's interesting because the Batman solicits uh, for August. One of them mentioned that he might be wanting to take a break from being Batman. So yeah. we may be getting a story with him uh, hanging up the cape yeah. for a while. Uh, yeah, probably just an arc. What but yeah, it's because he knocks up Selena on their honeymoon. Like, and he's just like, yeah, I got I got to do dad time. Like, uh, look at this little monster that wasn't raised with me. With Damien, <laughs> like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this one right. <laughs> like, uh, I want Selena giving Damien any trouble now after they're married. Like, I am your stepmother. You will do as I tell you, young man. I think she'd be cool, stepmom. I think she's the one that's like, yeah, sure, come, come in, be safe. Like, just don't have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Sure, but I, I feel like she's well, because he drives. She's from Why not? Other side, yeah. She's she's from that. Yeah, but look at the beer when he's driving, Connor. Come on, yeah, now, how responsible you? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not both. Just saying, but just like yeah, just as long as it's here, like you're fine. I want to know what's going on. We won't tell your dad. Yeah, I just like, and on the on the possibility spin out of this, I want to say I'm really happy. It feels at least with Cass, Steph, and Tim, it feels like no, no, they're not being written out. So we're not going to see them anymore. It feels like they're all setting up stuff for them for the future. I mean, and I don't mind that if Cass isn't one of the ones getting her own book because we already know that she's going to be involved in this outsider stuff. She's going to be somewhere. She's yeah. going to be important somewhere else. Um, and the only, the only thing I would add is that um, I, I do hope that Steph is not always tied to Tim because yeah. I, I like them as a pair. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would hope that eventually Steph gets a little bit cool. of solo limelight. That that was great about the Brian Q Miller run. It's like yeah, oh, yeah, Tim would pop in. But it wasn't always defined by her relationship, and and he had talked about that too, if I remember right. Like he wanted to go beyond 
Steph is Tim's girlfriend. Like yeah. she has somewhere to stand out besides that. Because yeah, because I mean, I mean, I've I've loved her in this detective one, but she's always been tied to Tim's story. Like you know, she left yeah. when Tim disappeared. Alternatively, I'd like a Tim solo, but without Steph. So you know, yeah. Well, that, that that's fine as long as I get my Steph solo because well, I, I will I will but grant if he's, you that. If he's not pining over Steph, he needs to be pining over Connor. That's, <laughs> that's one or the other. I'm just saying, if I have to pick between the two books, I'm taking a Tim book. No, I'm taking a Steph book. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, me too. I like I like Tim, but yes, he's the best. He's the best Robin, but Matt, Matt, I'm going to forgive you for your colluding on Twitter this week. I, I'm I'm feeling generous now. I'm I'm pro waffles here. Like I, I saw know. that run in 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 my closet over here that I want to read when I have time. Like I dug it out specifically to read two years ago. Yeah. By the way, if we ever get a if it's not a triple Batgirl book with Babs and it's just like Cass and Steph, I will happily call it Waffle Queen and Silent Night. That's a terrible title. It's <laughs> amazing. atrocious book names this week. <laughs> what was wrong with Batgirls? Well, that one's acceptable. It was your, your Speed Force one that was shite. Speed Force is a perfectly good name for a flash book. It's, it's shite. Speed Force, Speed Force 5. <sighs> God damn it. Anyway, that's Detective. I guess we'll move on. But Tiny Dream Drum is fantastic. We're sad to see it go. Yep. So. Let, let, are we going to read it right now? Yes, we can read it right now. Yes. What do you want about? What's good rate it? Go on. Oh, that, this was a nine point five. Just Oofed. yeah, right up there. Level. Um, yeah. I'm. Uh, I want to go as high as a nine point five. It's definitely a nine. I'm definitely nine territory. Um, yeah, screw it. Nine point five. I'm with Matt. Nine point five. Connor. Uh, I, I went with an eight point five because uh, well, the back half of the book is you know fantastic. The, the first half is okay. It's just a fight sequence. There's a few good moments here or there, but you know it's fine. I, I I left us eternally happy, so um, you know we'll, 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 we'll move on. And the immortal words of Matt in that break between the cuts. Let's get this shit out of the way. Wonder Woman number forty-seven is up next. James Robinson writing, Stephen Segovia on the art, and the art's not bad. Stephen Segovia's pretty good. Uh, no, no, art's, art's probably the best part of this book. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Supergirl being around. Uh, it, yeah, the, the, the entire fight felt a bit pointless at the end of it, but <laughs> this whole Dark Gods thing is pretty pointless. And it's all said and done. I, I mean, I'll tell you the worst part of the book. Now, I, I was really down because I was like, the fight with Supergirl felt pointless, right? But it was fun to look at. It was pretty. Uh, they're fighting each other. Heat vision, you know. She's like missing her and hitting the building. So clearly something's wrong. She's not not acting normal. Right. Uh, and then it cuts to like a few pages of Jason, like talking. Who is it? The uh, the Fates. The, the Fates, which I did like that because you see the different versions. So you have the 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 Norns from yeah. Norse mythology. It looks like you have Japanese versions. Who I'm not familiar with. Yeah, because the oh, joke is it really playing with mythology. Don't yeah. do this to me. Because Jason, no, don't, Jason don't don't. Because Jason's like, hey, you, you weren't what I was expecting. Because it all looks just sort of normal, like you know. Not normal twenty first century women. A blonde brunette and a redhead, yeah. like they're. And then, like, oh, did that. you expect it to look like this? And they sort of changed through different versions. Yeah. Uh, the one but... on the bottom looks super familiar. I don't know if they're just supposed to be witches. Like I thought that. I thought they looked like just classic witches in that panel. Yeah. So. Because it was kind of like, the... like Sabrina. Yeah, because one's right? a Sabrina, one's like an old like, classic, you know, witch with the hat, and then one's like a. Uh... Yeah. The fat witch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, so that was cool. Like, but like, but I don't care yeah. about what oh. they're talking about. 
Yeah, the, them talking for several pages. Like, oh, that armor was meant for Wonder Woman, but now it's bonded to you, so you're stuck with it. Um, but honestly, the, the thing I hated the most about this book is at the end of the book, the, the, the Dark Gods show up and they're kind of like, they're into, it's almost like tombs they're in, right? They're not moving it, there's big rock things. Yeah, big sarcophagus. Essentially, yeah. Uh, I, was th- I was thinking they're kind of like, uh, just to go, go with a Marvel thing here, it's almost like the, the humans go through Terragenesis, they're in like a, a, a cocoon, a yeah, stone cocoon. A little bit. Uh, but, so the, whether we're really adjacent or side by side in the sky, they're going to take, take them on, and then out of nowhere, star sapphires show up and kidnap Wonder Woman. We need your help, Wonder Woman. And then it says, to find out what Wonder Woman's needed for with the Star Sapphires, check out her annual later this month. And then, in Wonder Woman 48, see how Jason fares on his own. <laughs> no! On a scale to one to ten, how much are you regretting saying you'll stick with this, even that the end was in sight? Ten! <laughs> Eleven! Fifteen! <laughs> I oh. just... So, I love Supergirl. We all know this, right? Like, Yeah, of course, of course you do. Alright, so she's on the cover. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, the Jenny Frazier cover. They're sharing ice cream. But you're going to beat me into a false sense of security? Cool. Yeah. And then... Uh... It's a shame because art looks good. Like he oh, draws great. it good. Here's uh, the question: Supergirl, are, are you getting to issue forty-eight? Yes, I I can't not now because it's stupid. Like I don't like that it's undercutting Rucka's entire thing about the gods. Like they just kind of like they'll show up in animal form, right? Them abducting <laughs> Jason and then giving him this armor doesn't line up with what they said here that it was meant for Diana, but you ended up with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it... If it gives her the the powers of the Pantheon, then why didn't... Like, it just it doesn't gel with them not getting involved. Like, if they didn't get involved when Ares was at stake of him being released during Rekka's run... But they're going to get involved with the Dark Gods. Well, the Dark Gods are worse than that. The Dark Dark Gods are you know, up in the I, stakes. Yeah, see, but this I guess this is just the difference between Rucka and and Robinson as writers. Is I bought Ares being a massive threat. I don't with these Dark Gods. That's a fair critique, like, but I think that's the point. I think you're supposed to see them as a bigger threat because of the intervention. But I mean, ugh. but but even then, we had Zeus interacting. You know. In that first I, I think it's it's a bit weird because obviously Rucker's take on it is the the most recent one, but it's not the like you know, like in Azarello's stuff, the gods were doing all sorts. But, so. but see, I almost feel that's an Elseworlds at this point, just because of how the gods were imagined in the you know. Hell, it felt all... like an Elseworlds at a time. It never felt in continuity. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. No, and crossing them over with with the new gods and all that fun stuff, you know, and yeah. so. But, but yeah, and just Jason, and well, it wasn't meant for you. Well, it fits. Well, I guess it's yours now. Like, oh, he's so blind. I just, I hope the Dark Gods mutilate him. So, and so his... Matt said he's sticking around for forty-eight. The the, yeah. the solo Jason issue. Are you doing it as well? You are you are you sticking with him? I can't let him do it alone. Well, I appreciate that, but it had you not done, it would make for great because it would just be me yelling probably. <laughs> <laughs> So and then it kills me because I, I tend to like most of Robinson's stuff that I've read, 
So, like, his Starman's supposed to be an all-time great. I still haven't read it. But... Most of the time, I quite like him, yeah. Yeah, yeah Robbins so... is not a bad writer. He's just... Ugh. No, oh. I just... But I'm having flashbacks to not enjoying Superman and Teen Titans under Lobdell, and it makes me angry. Because I've grown to love Wonder Woman, like... And I feel like... Her biggest enemy isn't a comic book enemy, it's an inconsistency. Because this has happened since I've been reading comics, since 2004, like, heavy reading comics. Her runs have gone up and down. For every Rucka, you end up with Will Pfeiffer doing Amazon's attack. And then her being part of a government strike team as Diana Prince with no powers to back to the Azarello stuff. It does like, feel like they don't know, con- you know consistently ever. what to do with her, right? But then you look at Rucka and his runs consistent from his early, his late, you know, late nineties, um, early two thousands, to this, to his rebirth. It's almost the same series, just yeah. picking up on threads. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the run after Orlando's like short arc. Is... I, I like how we're not even, not even hoping for anything from Orlando. I mean, it may be fine, but you know, I, I, we have reasons not to be super excited about that. I'm just hoping, because th- this run just feels like it's killing time until the next big run, right? It just uh-huh. feels like it's just spinning its wheels because there has to be a Wonder Woman book. Yep. Yeah. Remember the time we wanted two Wonder Woman books? And now we're, we're killing time between issues of Wonder Woman. Like, it's sad. Sad state of affairs. Yes, sad state of affairs. But... This is why we don't have two, because clearly they don't have the, so... the people there. But... But I feel just like keep it consistent. Like if if Rucka's whole thing like from Rebirth was this is the new status quo of the gods. Don't let Robinson come in and bring in Zeus. Four issues in, you know, like I'm, I'm torn on that as a, as an editor because I I like it when the gods are interacting and playing with that mythology, and you know it's a separate run so I can deal with it being just okay. You do your thing, I'll do mine. The the problem is this was just shit. That's that's the problem. Uh. Yes, yeah. Because that was my biggest problem with Superman in the New 52. It was so inconsistent. You know, like, yeah, but between the books. Well, so. the thing is, here, if, if this run had been good, I don't think you'd be complaining about the way that they're using the gods. I think you'd be fine to just go with it if the if the writing and the story... Well, yeah, of course. Good but, but even then, we get introduced to, to Hercules, and that was awesome. And yeah, then well, you kill him at the, the end of those four pages. And it's, you know... So there's there's good stuff there. Well, could have here's, here's the thing. Done the same thing. Joe you know would fix all of this. Not if Jason had a ca- <laughs> if Jason actually had you know a character, that yeah. would maybe help a little bit. Do you know what else would help? A death. A death would work, which is totally happening. Well, issue fifty. I I will bet you money. Jason is dying. Yeah, don't don't forget you got double length for issue fifty. Yeah. Screw you. Oh, I meant that as a threat. You Do you know what else is double length, Connor? Red Hood number twenty-five. <laughs> so I almost, I, I almost feel like they just should have kept him as a bad guy when he had his turn with, with uh, I always forget her name, uh, with Grail. Mm. Like keep him a bad guy, and then now he has this dark god armor. He doesn't know what to do because he's not necessarily about the dark gods, but he wants to spite Wonder Woman. Like that's at least interesting. He might not be good. But it's something. Yeah, he was a he's... boring character when he turned out he, when we had the reveal yeah. that he was evil. Yeah. But at least stick with it and do something with that, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah. So. Hey ho, let's move on to more interesting things, shall we? Well, we're gonna rate it, Pete. Rate it. Quite right, Matt. Quite right. Ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Connor, guess what your rating would be for. <laughs> I mean, how nice was the art? That was pretty nice. That was good. That was uh, most of my points, I'm going to give this a 5.5 because most of it comes from the art though because I do enjoy Segovia. Any any book that he's popped up in it, the art always looks beautiful. And that fight scene, even though it's kind of all over the place, I enjoyed reading it because it's very kinetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you're following them through the through the uh, cityscape as they're fighting. And it's all in the art. The art is what makes stuff that seem great. So I'd, I'd assume I'd give it about a five then. Yeah, the art pulling yeah. it up. Yep. No, that sounds a bit right. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a five. And again, it's the art pulling it up. You know, if the art was yeah. mediocre as well, it'd be like a three or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right, so we'll move on to the Flash number forty-seven, part one of Flash War. Finally, it's, we've been waiting for this for so long. I know it is, it is time, and I don't think it disappointed. I think it, it's hitting all nope. the notes that I wanted to hit. Um, yep. I will say, Williamson did say this week actually, and I think this is worth mentioning because obviously this is teasing a lot of big things, especially at the end of this issue. Williamson did say this is actually just the start of like a two-year plan for. Not only Flash, but things that are going to like be affected by this. And he, he's going for a hundred. He is going for a hundred. Like Tom King, he's going for it. And he was saying that not everything's going. Everything that's teased isn't going to be resolved or dealt with by the end of Flash War. That is, you're not even going to be close to what's happening. And that's okay. And that's okay. But he said that everything that's brought up is going to be addressed somewhere I, along I the way. I feel like he's talking to me because how much I've complained about the lack of certain characters. Uh-huh, yeah. And he keeps teasing them and he keeps getting my hopes up. It's and... because, uh, every so often I'll see someone say, oh, this better have happened by the end of Flash War. This character better be back. I'm like, I don't think it's going to uh, be back by the end of Flash War. But no. we're getting but there. Just like with Wally, they've slow, slowly yes. introduced him back and it all makes sense because there's a line of dialogue from the Renegades when it comes to Wally and it's, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you feel like he's... And also, I've been rereading the John's run. I just finished the big, thick book one yep. of his that ends with Iron Heights. And you could tell that Williamson had read that entire run before starting because mm. there's a lot of similarities with the tone and even some of the... And Howard Porter on the art. Arts. Howard Porter on yeah. the art. He Howard did some Porter of the art in, art. That, in that run. So, yep. so um, still not Scott Collins. I think he's still my favorite Flash artist that's fair yeah it's yeah yeah no it's it's super exciting and i think um you know we we start with a little sort of glimpse of the future where barry and wally are at each other's throats and it seems like wally wants the flashpoint to to try and save his kids seemingly um and barry's like hey wally seriously last time i did that i created the goddamn new 52 you don't want to do that buddy you really don't don't want to do that dude i love how it was only uh 47 minutes 18 seconds later yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah it's, it's not, well, we've got time travel involved, so that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it plays yeah. like it's like, oh, oh, like two weeks later. Is, is the usual sort of yeah. thing I'd expect from that. But it's like, ah, oh, you know, 47 minutes earlier. Yeah, it's the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we see that Barry and Wally are already kind of having like a, a, a clash of styles. Like, Wally's not necessarily following Barry's plans. They're still kind of in a good place, but there's this kind of like, you know, just work issues kind of bubbling underneath. Mm-hmm. with them because you know they were handling the tidal wave differently and stuff and they handle it very mm-hmm. differently when they did the renegade shop although before we get to that wally does have a we find it later it's called a time seizure right that's what they call it yeah uh where we yep. see the 90s grant morrison justice league kyle's in his glorious crab mask and all oh. it's all it's beautiful greenness 
do not understand your affection for that stupid mask. Oh, yeah, that, that crab mask is terrible. As I hate it. Freaking best. Uh, well, plus, <laughs> plus the you're no Barry Allen line mm. from from that, which I feel I just read in that in that arc. Uh, so there's all that stuff. But yeah, the time seizure, it all makes sense because he's displaced. And this, this plays into also what Tim and, and Steph are going to be looking into, like what has gone on in the time stream that Hell, that would, we have this future where things should happen, but they're not. It would even shock me if Wally ends up in that book with them. Well, maybe. Please. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not predicting it, but it wouldn't shock yeah. me. It would make sense. Me all, all my favorite 2000 characters <laughs> in one book. Please. I, I, I don't say does that. In there too. Does that upset some people as to kind of just throwing him back into his own corner of the DCU and you know not have it interact? No, because not if he's investigating this timeline stuff. I don't think it does. Because if he's trying to get back to a past that was his and not Barry's, and, and to, then it and, makes sense. And they all have that in common. They're all looking for this past mm-hmm. that made them better. They're all looking for this history. Yeah. That we're, we're, we're upset they all lost their history. So them being united yeah. is this odd combination of characters that we're all happy to have back from Rebirth. You know, like it yep. kind of yeah. works thematically. Yeah. Tim. Because even Tinian brought that up, like he got very upset in the New Fifty Two about Tim's new origin, and he was given an opportunity to write Tim, and Snyder had to reel him in from adding little things about his proper origin. Yeah, oh, so I hate that he's, he, he's one of us that was like, "Yo, I can fix this." And Snyder's <laughs> like, "I understand why you're upset, but that's not the focus right now." So, but I feel like Williamson's getting to do that now with Wally, and it's like. Well, there's all these people that loved Wally, and it's been, you know, wiped out. But let's show them that no, it still exists because as we saw in the last issue, he was in the Flash Museum, right? Mm-hmm. That's not there. Yeah, so, uh, it's fantastic. So the, the Renegade Shop, the 25th Century Reverse Flash Task Force, is the is the page. That is calls. a mouthful. I'm glad we've got the Renegades yeah. to, to cut all of the show. Yeah. So we got Commander Cold. We got Golden Guardian. We got Weather Warlock. Heatstroke and Mirror Monarch the second, which um, I'm the two. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad they're all there in this page for me because obviously I remember Captain uh, Commander Coldwell. Uh, that was a weird slip. Uh, but you know the rest of them, like okay, I know there's a, a a golden one. I know there's a weather one. I know there's a heat one. Oh, just, they're, they're just the rogues with with I would say more heroic sounding names. Uh, sure, you know what I'm saying is though is that. As I was reading this later, and I got past this, or earlier, when I got this past, I'm not time traveling, I promise. Uh, when I got past this page, like I kept trying to think, okay, what was that version of that name again that they're using? Because yeah. it's so similar to one that you, I know. You, you are just thinking, oh, that's cold, right? Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That's, that's the heat one. Oh, that's know. Weather Wizard, but it's not Wizard, it's Warlock. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So Wally's basically, no, screw this, I'm taking it, because they want Iris. They want Iris to answer for her crimes of killing Thawne. Yeah. Well, which makes sense, right? Yeah. You know. She she did, uh, and it also goes back to how Wally and Barry have dealt with with the rogues. Is in Johns's Wally brings up that Barry kind of ended up making friends with them. Like they had this quite a lot. What's that? He he really tolerates them, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. And he's just kind of like, you know, I kind of I'm different. These are bad guys. I don't have that connection, and I'll take Snart down. I don't give him the benefit of the doubt. And that's exactly what Wally does here, going like, no. They're just like rogues. I'm not trusting them. They're from the future. Who knows who they are? Yeah. Whereas he, Barry's like, well, let's wait and see. He's, and it's very Barry 
and Wally and their differences as Flash. Yeah, and Wally just grabs Iris and bolts. He's like, you know what? I'm not losing you yep. again. And Iris is like, no, Wally, we don't run from things. And I'm like, Iris, mm-hmm. your entire family are Flashes. Listen to what you're saying. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. The words that are coming out of well, your mouth. And I know what she means. I'm well, joking, well, right? Well, but, I think the point is she says we don't run from a fight. Flashes run, run towards to a fight. Which yep. is fine. I'm just I'm cracking my joke because it really made me yeah. laugh. I'm like... Come Yo, on. but then, then Golden Guardian, right? Yeah. He's got a Sinestro ring. So, yeah, I, I got to the bottom of that page, and, she, and she's like, and blackest day and brightest night, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I turned the page, oh. and I'm like, shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, got, she's got the Daniel West reverse flash. She's got Thawne. She's got Zoom, She's got all three of the reverse flashes, essentially. I yep. love how that, because obviously she's a yellow lantern, but obviously a reverse flash is, is the yellow, yellow. colour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, so that's, that's neat, but quite rightly, they point out, hey, you're supposed to be the good guys, but you're like yellow lantern. That makes it kind of hard to trust you. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Sinestro Core. I think they're, they're a bit um, out of touch with what's been going on uh, at, at the moment, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, know, that's fair. It makes Hal, sense. Hal's not filled them in that, yeah, we kind of had a bit of a, an alliance with the yellows, and I think things aren't yeah. atrocious. Fear well, can I, I be like used, you know. Fear can be used yeah. in a, an appropriate way. You know, Batman yeah. exists, for example. Right, because right, yeah. the yellows are in a, a reasonable place. Right? They don't like the greens, but they're not evil right now. Yeah, they're not space terrorists anymore. Like you don't have Romat Rue. That was his name, right? Yeah, that mm. was the Darian that, that that Tomar killed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, like you don't have them so much anymore in the core. You have these guys that are like rugged, like. Special forces types now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're kind of doing the right thing, a bit off and the books, knows? but they're not evil. Yeah, hmm. exactly. And who knows what it's like in the 25th century? Oh yeah, point. I mean this is a whole you know time period. They could that we don't be know about. the yeah, they could be the predominant Lantern Corps by that point, for all we know. Yeah, but yeah. I so, like in that fight scene, hmm. Barry and Wally are still arguing, and he's like, "What? So I can?" Wally tells Barry, "What? So I can be like you?" And Barry, as a true mentor, goes, "No, so you can be better than me." Hmm. And I just like, oh my god! And then Wally's gotta pop off, and it, Wally's it, my Wally, flash. I already am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wally's my Flash. He's my favorite Flash by far. But he's a little bit of a dick in that with. panel. That that, that comeback's yeah. a bit much. And do you know what I love about it though? I love the idea that he's having like time bleeding in from the, the the you know the real timeline. And I'm thinking, you know, he's remembering him being a Flash and actually accomplishing yep. a lot as the Flash. So in a way, he was better than Barry. So he's you know he's kind of like it's a place and of he truth. never broke the time stream and all the time travel he did. He never broke the time stream trying to save his mom. Also true. Also true. So Wally ends up getting another time seizure. Uh, in the in the fight, and you know, C- Commander Cold explains what's happening. He's like, "Hey, Iris, if you come and answer and just answer our questions, we can help him out. We can actually help fix him." Uh, so that's a, that's interesting. So they kind of agree, and Wally's against it, but he kind of eventually like, agrees, and we actually get a a recreation of the panel from Rebirth Number One where uh, Barry grabs his arm, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, was okay. You know what? I'll follow you if if you if you want to do this. Okay, fine. Um, I'll trust you. Uh, so they all go together. You know, Commander Cold initiates his, his time device, and they all flash to the to the future. Yep. However, when they arrive in the future in the twenty first century at the wherever they go, temporal courts. There you go, temporal court. Thank you. Uh, Wally's missing. You know, uh, you know, original Wally's missing, and they're like, hey, where's mm-hmm. Wally? And Commander Cold's like, someone pulled him. Out. Someone locked onto him and pulled him out. Someone was targeting him, and he's like, wait, this was a trap for Wally, and they all mm-hmm. he's kind of pissed. 
And then we see where Wally went. Wally was, of course, nabbed by Zoom. And he, he's in the, the destroyed Flash Museum. He's seeing holograms of various speedsters. Uh, mm-hmm. Max Mercury, Bart Allen. He sees a oh. picture of his, him and his wife with his babies. And then the final page, Zoom's like, Hey, I'm Hunter Zolman. You can call me Zoom and I will help you save your children. And behind them, you see the, the adult costumes for Jai West and Iris West too. Yeah, the orange and yellow costumes. Yeah. So, so who else? Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Zoom helping Wally. Well, not you even just helping ever... Wally, helping him saving his children who in who he... killed. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. he he killed them in the womb in Jeff Johns' run. I, I assume this is him being dark as shit. Save them so that he can take them away again. Oh, probably. I don't. I don't know. I feel Zoom in this. Is gonna prove that he's the better reverse flash. Because he's actually gonna honor No, he's actually gonna honor what Thon was all about at the beginning. Making uh, the Flash better. But then again, if this means that it's gonna take out Barry, he's gonna make Flash better or Wally better. That's it though, yeah, we have, we have we've, heard, we've heard his intentions though. He's he's intended to put them at war. So this could just be to get him yeah. to turn, turn on Barry. That's just that, this might just exactly. be the carrot to make him do what he wants. Yeah, it could exactly. Be, yeah. Rather than so, actually wanting to bring the kids back. Don't, don't also, like, Jesse Quick was also in the Flash Museum there. Yeah, uh, you're right. She's, there's, a, there's a bust of her. There's yeah, a bust right. of her. And so just the fact that you kind of get the feeling there's these other speedsters, because we've already seen Jay in the well, button. And to be, yeah. Bust out of the speedsters. He actually says, Zoom Outright says, all the speedsters oh. you knew are all trapped in the speed force. They're all in there. So, so Bart's there, Jay's there, Max is there, the West Twins, you name it. Also, there was a hint of, is there also a, a villain Kid Flash? And then I thought, oh, this means Inertia's at play then. Because why, why do you have young Wally bring this up for, for that? He's a speedster. He's going to be there. Yeah, it's worth so, mentioning what Matt's referring to earlier in the book. Uh when he learns about there being multiple reverse flashes, he's like, hey, oh. do I have a reverse flash too? And obviously when uh, when Guardian makes the, the yellow constructs, yeah. they, they treat it as, oh no, Daniel West is your reverse flash. It's his but, reverse flash. But it yeah. could be a foreshadowing to be, oh, there's going to be an evil kid flash at some point. Yeah, so, so, so people that don't know, Inertia was a clone of Bart, except because uh, Bart is half Thawne, half Alan. Yeah, right? was that was that uh, in the Impulse Run or was that in Mark Wade's Flash? What, the, what was that? He in? started up in, in Wade's, is when that happened. Okay, but yeah. yeah, he's a clone. He's also from the future, but he's more Thon than he is Alan. So he was meant to represent the dark mm. side of that, and he comes to this time to make, uh, you know, to make things worse. He actually ends up killing Bart in Fastest Man Alive, to which leads to the Rogue's Revenge, where they killed him. But as we know with the Flash, no one ever really stays dead, right? Of oh, course, force. yeah. Yeah. What's funny? Cause I, I I just started reading Wade's run for for Pillbox for, gotcha. for Patreon, uh, doing one issue a week, and just this week oh, I got to the first proper issue because the first two issues in the the book were like the, the special, then there was an annual that yeah. tied into Armageddon two thousand one, so they were kind of like you know separate things. I just got to the first proper issue, and it's the start of uh, Born to Run, you know, the year one Wally yeah. West back backstory. And like yeah. in the middle of the issue, it mentions oh, and Iris because he's talking about how good Iris is. And it's like, and she died three years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, Iris was dead at this part of continuity. Yeah. I need to remember all yeah. this shit. Yeah, Just, yeah, everyone's always died and came back. Even Iris, she's not even a speedster. Yeah, star. exactly. <laughs> it's it's the Flash. 
Yep, so, pretty much. And that's why I love it. It's it's always been one of my favorite neck of the DC universes. So like, uh, and so seeing all this, I got to that last page and I legit fist pumped. Like, oh yeah, holy crap! Zoom's suit looks so freaking good because they've yep. not added all the speed lines that the Barry suits had since right? New Fifty Two. I like it a lot. Very very of the Zoom era, like blitz and and whatnot. Down to his his goggles with the red pupils. Yeah, like, with the big black right triangles, there. yeah. So, oh, man. So excited where this goes. It's exciting. It's oh, exciting. Yeah. It, it, great it's hitting all the things we've been excited about them getting to, and it feels like it's genuinely... Mm-hmm. It, it fits so well. It feels like it is just this continuation of Johnsy's classic Flash stuff. It feels like the, the sequel run to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's super exciting. So, um, no, so, uh, ratings. <laughs> ratings. He's remembered this time. Yes, um, Matt, go for it. This, I, I, it's this is a nine point five. It would have been a ten, but there's some wonky art out of Porter in some of the panels. This is uh, scary uh, how much we're lining uh, up because I was basically uh, going to say the same thing. Uh, nine point five, but just you know the art is pretty good, but just here or there, there's the odd face that's just not quite working. Yeah, there's there's some of Iris that she looks cavewoman esque. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, ooh, buddy. I do like when she jumps out in the motorbike, though, and you know, cr- you crashes into well, Commander Cold. I also love how, <laughs> how she talks about why she knows how to fix them for yeah. covering the Markovian mm. Civil War. And so. I like that that sequence as well, you know, where it focuses in on the, all the, the mechanical parts as, as it's going through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the classic West thing, is that the mechanics. Cause obviously yeah, yeah, but I just the, the way it is in the art, the way it, it oh, yeah. highlights in the, the boxes as we go through. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I agree, nine point five. I'm, I'm also, I also was in love Honor? with this issue. Uh, I've given it an eight, straight eight. Of course, uh, I think I think it's great. Carl's much stricter than we are, apparently. I, ca- uh, I can't I wait. I, I can't wait till he's raving about something, and we're like, oh, it's like a seven. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I just just for for context, I mean, yeah. like a seven is okay. That's good. An eight is great. Nine's mm. like amazing. Yeah, this just when I first got back into comics, it, it was two books primarily. It was the Flash and Teen Titans, and Superman, Batman, also as well. So those are always my go-to, like deep down, mm. like favorite runs. So the fact that this is referring so much to that, and it's playing with Wally in a fun way, where he's actually—I'm kind of rooting against him because he's acting like a jerk. Isn't that like, kind of a, but at the same time, me. you understand why. You understand his motivation. If he's yeah. going to learn about his kids and he wants them back, like, of course he wants to also, do anything bad to. I'd much rather have his problems be time seizures than a bad heart. Oh yeah, because we've, we've neatly forgotten about that. We <laughs> did so, uh, and I'm okay with that. Neatly, but yeah, I just, yeah. So wait. it doesn't sound like from the solicits that Wally's still in the main Flash book come August, but that's okay because either he's going to be in his own book that's spinning out of it, or we know that Tom King's writing one of the Fallout things from this, so he could end up in Sanctuary before we get to whatever the the follow up of yeah. him. You know, within Flash terms are later on. So, yeah. either way, I don't think Wally's been forgotten after this. I don't think anyone has to worry about that, is what I'm nope. saying. Uh, but hey, so I want to back girl then. Number 23, Hope Larson writing Mankayu Jung on the art. This is the final issue in Hope Larson's run, second of the two-parter, where she's in her own head and she has to kind of figure out how to get, get out of it. Uh, so, how do we feel about this? I think it's it's a pretty solid follow-up to the, the last issue. It's very much kind of... Mm. Uh, what we expected is a it's a two part epilogue to the run. You know, it's a, a greatest hits. Yeah, she kind of like uh, it's yeah. basically her. 
accepting the lesson that she has to like give you know you know, except that she should give herself some stuff back as well. She can't just always, you know, obsess about being Batgirl and not like ignore her real life. Right. Uh, that's kind of a yeah. lesson balance. here. Yeah, balance. There you go. Yeah, uh, I just I also feel like I know she she's leaving to go work on other things, Hope Larson. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this felt like a, a speedy wrap up because I feel like the stuff with the Falcones, I felt that's where this book was going next. So she threw it in here. You know, like, hey, look, this is something I wanted to do, but yeah, I don't have the time. So yeah, it, kind of, it comes from left field, like this idea of a Falcone wanting to train as a Batgirl. Yeah, it, make, it makes me wonder, though, if that's actually going to be in the next writer's arc. And she asked her to Did seed he? that. You know, it was like, hey, can you, yeah. you know. Yeah, it, it could me. be. He, he, you, know, you know how we were talking about earlier, how some writers like to set things up mm. and you know, leave it as a challenge almost like here you deal yeah. with this oh yeah <laughs> but, but i just feel like with the way that it was structured this this is well thought out you know because yeah. you're bringing the falcones back you're having them you know she's threatening her dad you know uh and this is you're gonna do this because i want to be different so but yeah uh it, it was okay it felt kind of messy to me like the stuff with kai i just yeah, was, Kai, Kai was never a character we really latched on to. She's, he's, he's kind of there to serve Barbara's yeah. plot, but it was never someone that we really seen as his own yeah. character. I own almost, right. I, but I think it's interesting that in this issue, he's not his own character. He's here just to represent of course, yeah. know, that, that, that side of her life. And but, if that, but if that was the case, I would have rather seen pre-Son uh, of Penguin guy, like her idealized version of him. You know, because that, that caused her problems with Dick. You know, I, I, I think the problem is this loop that, that she's in still has to feel real enough to to keep her trapped there. You know, it's it, it's not and, and nothing's an idealized version. It's it's slightly nicer, but it's all very similar to what yeah, she, the, the reality. But, but if the point of her was to go to Kai and like you know make out with him or whatever it was to accept it that part, then you could have you know to break through that she would have gone up to. Son of Penguin, and you could have done the same thing. Well, yeah, you know but the, I mean? the, the whole thing is that it was trying to trick her into thinking this was real, and that would have been too unrealistic right. that she was. It's, it's it's basically a Black Mercy story. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she tries to make you just so happy, but it's so believable that it's happy. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, not amazing though. It's like obviously, I don't think it's, I don't think these last two issues stand up against the best yeah. of the run. But they're, they're solid. They're, they're fine. It's a fine little two part. It, I, I like the meditation scene where she's trying to meditate and she can't, you know, mm. it's interfering with what she's trying to do. That was fun. I just, I really enjoyed Larson's voice on Barbara. So uh, I'm yeah. going to miss that. Not going to miss the, the thought bubbles because I'm still not a fan of, <laughs> I'll take narration over thought bubbles every day. Well, but, they may be gone unless know. the next team wants to keep them because it's a yeah, stale they, they with me. Yeah, I'm okay with them. It, it kind of, it fits the sort of bubblier personality. Uh, that Barbara has. Yeah, yeah, I just to, to me they just they always looked weird, you know. So I think it's just because they're quite uncommon, right? Yeah, yeah, it is anymore. Like I, I came in reading comics when narration boxes were, were how you revealed the inner thoughts of a hero, uh, not not thought bubbles. So and that's mostly still the case. It's it's only you know maybe one in ten, one in twenty books that is. Yeah, so it's, it's jarring probable. to me. Yeah. You know, but the art, I like. I like the the art. The art looked great. That last panel, 
Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, some... but I think mean, fine. I think it's a little bit of a shame that it wasn't Wild Goose to to round out yeah. the the run. Yeah, uh, they've already got him working on a secret project for some for DC though, so we'll see what that is. Oh, no, that's at some fine. Point. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Flipping through this, she throws the the, uh, the coffee into the trash can and it scares the crap out of that cat. I didn't notice that till now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty hilarious. So, but yeah, no. it was good. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I think it stands up with the best of the run, but it was a solid little uh, finale. And, uh, you know, obviously I hope that Larson comes back, if not in Batgirl, then something else in the future. Oh, definitely, yeah. And we can see yeah. what she gets up to. And hopefully, we got we got to fill in for a month, and then with 25, we start the next proper run with uh, uh, Mirrorhead Scott, at least for an arc. I mean, it's not really confirmed that she's going to be doing like a full We'll run, wait and but, see, yeah. Uh, right. But we'll see, we'll see how it maps out. Uh, but the annual we're getting in August uh, is going to have James Gordon Jr. in it, and that's pretty exciting because I like I like him Seriously? a lot. Yeah, so, uh, uh, probably Barbara's best villain, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so personal. He's so creepy, and he's it's, so, it's such a down earth villain as well that yeah, you can't help but just kind of dig it. Um, but hey, so uh, ratings, ratings, uh, Batgirl twenty twenty three, uh, Connor. Uh, it's a solid seven. It's it's pretty good. I I can cover that a seven out of ten for me. I think. Yeah, me too. That's like slot machine, straight sevens. Swimming in sevens, all right. <laughs> um, moving on uh, to the Terrifics, number four, Jeff Lemire and Doc Shaner. So Shaner's on the book now for a couple issues. And Finally. This it's is... never uh, looked better. Oh, yeah, it looks fantastic. And we yeah. have the team in a, a, you know, a big T-sphere, a T-sphere, you know, a ship T-sphere that is flying towards Big Zatil, uh, you know, Phantom Girls. Big Zatil. Big Zatil, there you go. Uh, Phantom Girl's uh, planet. And they mentioned that they've contacted Green Lantern to pass on a message, they're on their way, and they end up getting picked up by essentially like a an automatic garbage ship that just sucks them in, oh. thinking they're debris. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it leads to a giant fight with a big monster. It's very pulpy and silly and fun. Um, I love this issue. I thought this was the best of the four oh, so far. Oh, this is easily the best of the four. And I, I think Dog Shana is a huge part of that. Because yes. uh, you know the, the art in the, the previous issues hasn't been bad. Don't get me wrong, no, it's but it's good, not yeah. quite. It's not quite. It was also an origin. It was a three-issue origin story. Yeah, you gotta get that out of the way. No, it's true. Now but we can I tell think, the story. I yeah. think the, the art here just fits the tone of the book. The art's fantastic, yeah. but I don't think that's the sole reason. I actually think there's another couple of reasons. I think one is that they're already kind of established as a team, and like Terrific's trying to be nice, so you get a bit more of a, a, a sort of chemistry between the members. But on top of that, yeah. I think framing the whole the whole issue from the perspective of Phantom Girl and her diary, and she's like the one, because she's kind of the innocent one who doesn't really understand what's going on. She's like, oh, those two keep fighting, and she's talking about Metamorpho, and by the way, Metamorpho and Plastic Man playing rock, paper, scissors, and actually making the the shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glorious. Also, Rexamorpho. (laughs) Rexamorpho. But he kind of likes it, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. but her, her writing this and uh, her perspective, and she's the kind of the innocent one and naive one, and she's kind of scared, but she's you know she sees them as friends, and then there's a sort of touching ending when she actually gets to be with her. And this is the thing: yeah. we know they can't stay because they're all tied together, but they're all willing to go for a bit just so with she can her. have a reunion with her mother. Uh, yeah. And she yeah. finds out her dad's dead because the, the time difference was actually much bigger than she thought. It was thirty-five years, not yeah. ten years. Yeah. So, and, sure. and that's tragic. So. But yeah, just uh, just Plastic Man calling the team the Terrifics. Yeah, don't, but, I, I, but I haven't cleared that with Mr. Terrific yet. Yeah, so don't, don't, tell don't tell him I said that, though. <laughs> He's got yeah. big enough ego as it is. Yeah. 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 And then uh, just Metamorpho is such a great pulp character because he feels of a different time, especially now that Lemire's writing him. 
and just all the different expressions. And he is the thing. And I have a soft spot for the thing. He's just the thing that can transform into different things. So, uh, here's another uh, moment I loved. I love that Ralph had like you know morphed into like a spacesuit, and then when the yeah. ship gets hit, he sort of like you know it's, everything's shaking. And he kind of like accidentally morphs back into himself. This is this good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so much of it. I you know I'm all for cosmic pulpy adventures with all this this team, yeah. uh, and they got the matching outfits now as well. They're all in the white and black. Yeah. Um, it's it's good stuff. Uh. No, I, I can't praise this enough. I had so much fun with this. Oh, this is, this is and, awesome. and also, yeah, it still reminds me of Fantastic Four, where mm. they, they're, they're the suits that are designed to keep the dark energy, right, mm. in check. Uh, a lot like the unstable molecules that were around oh, from Fantastic Four. Man, even when Plastic Man stretches to pat uh, Phantom Girl mm-hmm. on, the, on the shoulder, but he, he can't really do it. He's just pretending, and he does he the little sound her. effect, and he's like, pat, pat, pat. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That killed me. Oh man, the action's great. All these random space, like you know, pirates or whatever they run into, or yeah. just kind of fun pulpy characters. You had a Zadarian with an eye patch. Yeah, Plastic yeah. Man uh, being a giant bowling ball, uh, yeah. bowling, yeah. you know, bowling down. Do you know what? It's funny because Plastic Man is kind of slightly more refined in terms of the shapes that he's taken compared to the last mm-hmm. three issues. Hmm. There, there are yeah you know, a lot more recognizable shapes uh, for the most part, but oh man, they just they just look so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's good. No, it, everything the chemistry is kind of popping. I, I think, I think what works about this is that they're essentially doing a nice favor for Phantom Girl, so she feels more you know a part of the team. And having her say, "Don't worry, boss, I got this." In one of the pages, talking to Terrific, yep. it's just like no, but actually, it feels like they're forming now. It feels like they're actually building like a, a chemistry yeah, between team. them. Uh, yeah. Oh, Matt, you're going. Yeah, Matt's makes you going. Uh, and it's got a touch of ending, and it's like it's a completely standalone thing as well. So we're starting the proper story next issue with whatever we're doing. Uh, so yeah, I know uh, solicitors for teasing. We're getting into the Tom Strong stuff in August. Yeah, yep. I imagine yeah. that monster that showed up in issue three in the city will be what we're maybe getting to. Yeah, yeah, the war wheel stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I do kind of hope it's just another standalone issue because we've only got one more of of Doc Shane, right? I think it probably will be. So I hope it's just a standalone, and then, you know, so it's not just, oh, here's part one of an arc, and then part two someone else. Yeah, I, I, I think this is the sort of book where it'll be a lot of standalone issues, and I think it'll work for this book. Yeah, I agree. But obviously there'll be some arcs, I expect the Tom Strong thing to be an arc, but... Uh, I'm excited yeah. for that, because we all know how yeah. I love pulpy stuff, so... Mm. This book is pure pulp, this is pulpy sci-fi. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is easily the best issue of the, of the four, though. Uh, I've liked them all. I've been in love with the whole series, but this is—I think this is the height, the best one. So, uh, ratings. We shall rate the Terrifics. I'll—I'll uh, I'll go. For, I'll get this a nine. I relate to Terrifics. Nice. That was a fantastic issue. That's exactly what I wanted of the book, Matt. Uh, an eight. I don't like it as much as you do, but I still enjoy it. Cool. So. Connor. Yeah, I give it an eight point five. There we go. Nice. Uh, so we'll move on to Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps number 45 Robert Vendetti writing Ethan Van Skyver on the art uh, you guys read this so um, yeah. what's what's happening what's going on more Atomic yeah. Skull that, that's always a good thing I think now oh, it's so good the way he plays off of, of Hal and, and Hammond is mm-hmm. is really good because yep. uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what the, the issue ended last time with you know, Atomic Skull coming in and being like Okay, stop messing with my with, with my patients slash prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
Well, because he represents order, right? Because yeah. he's working, he's working for for Sh- strikers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rikers is the real place. Strikers is the Metropolis place. All right. So he represents just straight law and order, right? So and that goes into the story with the Dark Stars. They're yeah. they're all about law and order as well, but there's no wiggle room, and so that's kind of what Hal has to impart here on Hector Hammond is like, look, Skull's just doing his job. There's no reason to to be so hard on him. You know, it's true. It's because we actually get a little prologue uh, with one one of the lanterns. He's got a prisoner and he's escorting him back for you know trial. And the dark stars show up, and you know he he refuses to give up the prisoner, so they they kill him as well. And it is absolutely vicious. Like the art, the the panel of his his dead body just decimated. Yep. And Star Pharaoh is which a that's such a great name. I want more of that villain. Like yeah, we we can't. But, because uh, he's gone now. But yeah, they swarm and attack uh, him, and it looks, you know. Yeah, horrendous. the lantern has chunks out of him. He's got an yep. arm gone. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's dead. But, oh, man, it was, yep. it was uh, fantastically oh, gory. Connor, his face is missing. It is, it is. Yeah. His lower jaw is still there, though. So they're going, yeah. So they're, it's an all out war now with the Dark Stars, which is why it's important for the four Earth Lanterns. To, to get these essentially villains on their side because the the state the yeah, the state of the universe is at hand yeah they're, they're saying hey you're villains but we don't want you dead we're not trying right. to kill you nope. so you're it's so help us and we'll only lock you up you can escape from that yep and, essentially well and I like when because it, it bounces over to uh, John Stewart on yeah. Jakul with uh, with Zod and Zod's got all his, you know, machinations. He's upset that he's brought that John brought kryptonite there, but he's like, "Look, we came down because you were breaking the law, but ultimately we let you slide because we're about sovereignty, right? We have no holding here. The Dark Stars don't believe in sovereignty. They see you as a Kryptonian fugitive, and they're gonna bring you in, life or death, you know. Yeah. So think uh- about that. Think about your family." Uh, and think about the future of Krypton. Yeah, I, I realize that Zod has to hold back his family because he, he does have a a bit of respect for for John. For, for John, like, yeah. Like, it's like, no, you came in and prepared, and mm-hmm. you know, fair fair enough for that. You you came ready, yep. and so he doesn't just sick him on him. Um, no, nope. but uh, he does. You know, John talks about how his his history with the Dust has, and, and you know, his history in, yep. in the Marines and. He he was a sniper, and on the battlefield, he, he has no problem taking them out because right. every everyone signed up to be there, kind of thing. Every right. everyone was knowing what they were, but he doesn't want that to cross over into the civilians, essentially. Nope, exactly. Uh, and Zod's kind of he doesn't really give a shit, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, well, that's it's your problem. You 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 should be you should think about that first. So uh, the way the way John, <laughs> yeah, how does John him, get him? <laughs> yeah, he, he goes. You know what? It's fine. Before I even came in here, I knew that I'd won. I knew you were going to help me. And he goes, because, you know, you, you hate the Green Lanterns because of how they didn't have Krypton. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know that Green Lantern? Yeah, well, his son is leading the, in the Dark Stars. So come with us and you get a chance to take him on. Yep. You'll get and, first tips. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But then we get to the, we get to back to Guy and Arkello who've cleared out the bar. They're just sitting there. Yep. And... Uh, you know, then the dark stars show up, and they they suit up, 
right? They're going to take them on, and the Dark Stars just look too powerful. And they're like, look, we're not here to fight. We're here to recruit one of you. Yeah, and, and obviously Arculo thinks it's him. It's like, yep. but, I'm, but he's like, nah, I'm, I'm too loyal to Sinestro, so you, you can just stuff it, basically. Yep, and it's Guy. Guy goes, he's not talking about you. He's talking to me. And and what does Guy Gardner do? Because he doesn't think things out, which is why I love the guy so much. Yep. But he signs up to the Dark Stars. Yeah. And it's a great single-page spread of him in the new helm. I wish, though, because you know how Tomar Ray or Tomar 2's has the fin on? Yeah, you just wish there was something a bit more distinguishing to, I to, to wish show that was God. it would have made his collar a little bit. Oh, that would have been Gardner, amazing. Yeah. Right? Make it look a little like football pad-ish, like his vest does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know if this Fool's Gambit's going to work. I hope it doesn't because... It, it really re- reminds me of Guy, you know, when he, when he goes into the Reds as, yeah. as undercover. It and does. This is what it feels like. He's like, ah, I've done it before. I'll do it again. And and then it bounces back to to Hector Hammond and and Hal, and yeah. and Hammond's so creepy. It, it still kills me like that he was the villain in the Green Lantern movie. That was terrible because there's a way to do him that's very horror driven. Yeah, like this here, it's it's the idea that Hammond's trying to be good now to, yeah. to an extent. And this is why he took out a Tommy Skull. He's like, oh, no, he's a villain. Can't yeah. be having him running around. And Hal's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's he's trying to do better. He's changed, just like you. And it's like, so you've got to give him, a, you've got to give him the chance to yeah. prove himself. And Hammond's like, I could just, just pop his head. Then 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 we you know, we know for certain. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not sure taking this guy to the Dark Stars is the best idea, frankly. Yeah, I feel like this might backfire. This, yeah, because it's Hal. That's what happens to Hal, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I just feel the orange energy of the Dark Stars, and then the orange energy of Hammond. I feel yeah. that's foreshadowing, because and plus, imagine Hammond in a Dark Star helm. He's only like Moto. It's it's really funny enough. Just at the end of this, uh, you know, Hal He's flies a- him off, and he t- puts him in a big, you know, astronaut suit, and it's just you know the giant head suit. When he says, "Look at me, I'm a hero." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't imagine him in the giant head version of a Dark Star yeah. suit. No, Kinda but I do feel that's it. where it's going. I feel he will, that he's going to go, or they'll swap guy for him, or whatever it is. Uh, so. I think so, yeah. But it's, no no, Kyle, I was disappointed in that, because I feel now we're going to get a whole issue dealing with Venditti and the New Gods, and I'm not about that life. Yeah, so, yeah. But. Maybe I'll be all right. Yeah, so. But no, this is all around good issue, I think. The art, you know, despite uh, it's fantastic. It looks good, you know. But but yeah. So uh, what would you rate it? Uh, I gave this a seven point five. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I have it about a seven. So uh, the story's kinda I like the the Tomic Skull stuff, but I really like the the uh, John Stewart and Zod and the stuff, yeah. And then the guy stuff is there. But uh, it's still kinda I, all over. It yeah, feels like but I do like it's ramping up towards the end now. It's like okay, these are we're we're pulling in all the threads for the for the final showdown. Yeah. Cool. So, all right, well, we'll move on. We'll move on uh, to something me and Matt read. Uh, Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number four. Dan Abnett writing, Len Medina on art, uh, and this is Mira and Orm and Zebel. 
uh, try to convince them to like join up, and it basically becomes them fighting. Uh, what was it? An octopod. It wasn't octopod. It was an octodon or something like that. Was it? Octodon. There you go. Yeah, because I remember thinking it was like an octopus and a, a, math, a mastodon, mastodon combined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, all that fighting, I thought was great. Uh, and it, it yeah. you have that, and then you have like her seeing her grandmother, you know, Mira seeing her grandmother, and kind of like the conflict yeah. there. Uh, Orm try to convince the king of Zebel that hey, this is a good idea, and you know, uh, and then then he gets pissed when he finds out Mira's going to be the the queen of I mean, Atlantis. Like he's just a pasture. <laughs> yeah, which but so this is what I didn't realize when it came to Zebel is it's not the they're very much Rome, right? If mm. if Atlantis is Greece, Zebel's Rome, and even though Mira was born to the king, she doesn't have a right to the to the throne. Right, that's how Nereus got appointed to become king. So the fact that she could be from Zebel and ascend to the throne in uh, in Atlantis just really is an alien concept to Nereus. So, and I like how how we did that. It's I know you don't like Game of Thrones, Pete, mm-hmm. but this feels very Game of Thrones, dealing with the grandmother and. The history of Zebel versus the history of Atlantis, and now they normally don't go well together. Uh, yeah, because we find out that her grandmother is essentially like kind of like Zebel's version of the Widowhood. That's kind of what she's yeah. a part of. Uh, don't she, call she's actually that, running the show. Yeah, uh, and you think she's kind of making peace with her, but at the end, the end of the issue, the cliffhanger is that oh no, uh, we're going to like help them betray them because my daughter needs to be punished for her betrayal of Zebel. Like yeah. She's like, oh, okay, so we're holding a grudge here. They're, they're still pissed at Mira exactly. for everything she did. That's Zebel. And so I, I definitely enjoy the stuff here with Zebel and where they stand with Atlantis because I feel like that's that's an era of Aquaman I'm not too familiar with. And I think this issue did a really good job showing how different they are. Yeah, and I like Mira working with uh, Orm. It, it kind of felt like they were oddly allies here just by default because Zebel yeah. was so against both of them that they kind of had yeah. to... Because yeah, they end up uh, defeating the uh, the Octodon, Octodon. by... Yeah, it's a great made-up word, Connor. I love it. <laughs> Octodon. Sorry, what? I wasn't, I wasn't listening. No, don't worry it. It's a giant monster. Giant monster. It's like an octopus, but it's got like a big body as well, so it's an Octodon. Yeah, yeah so oh, the, and the whole reason that they're fighting is because... That's how you gain, uh, like, the right to speak to the to the king. Yeah, it's like a trial by combat, and if you win, they'll listen to you. And so they have to fight this big creature. And Mira and- fights it off, and then Orm like throws his trident through it. It's you yep. know, it's, it's a great little moment. Um, cool. And then meanwhile, on back on the on the dry land, we have uh, Tula sort of bonding with Orm's girlfriend. And kind of yeah. convincing her, hey, no, like, you know, be, be, be fine. And uh, at least the Tula eventually deciding, you know what, I'm going to go help and make sure they're okay and yeah. make sure that Orm comes back to you. Because she, she, she sees, like, photos of Orm smiling with the kids. Like, she sees, like, selfies yeah. of Orm with the kids. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm so used to seeing Orm like this. Yeah, he's smile. my brother. Like, yeah. I grew up with him and he, this is not him. So whatever you've done, it's good for him. Also, uh, I love that when she said, she, she refers to her as uh, Orm's got this new anchor and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to approve of that, the use of that word, the pun, because we're talking about Aquaman and Orm and, you know, yeah. Atlantis and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I, I like Tula's stuff. stuff a lot because it, you know, she always has felt like an outsider yeah. to, to Atlantis and now she's, you know, going to go and help and, and do what she needs to. Uh, but she gets apprehended before she get into the water, 
By forces I don't recognize? No, they're obviously underwater forces. I don't yeah. know if they're Izebel, Atlantis, but they're definitely of an underwater yeah. civilization. But who, okay. who they are, uh, I'm assuming Zebel at this point, but, I mean, <laughs> who's to say? Who knows? Yeah, but, we'll find out. Yeah, but no, Connor, so and Pete, when you got up, it's very... If you wanted to jump back into this, it's very Game of Thrones with what's going on between Zebel and... Is it, is it uh, still the same artist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I think that's fine. It's not, it's not a standout, yeah. but it, you know, it works no, for the book. It, it's fine. I do like on certain panels, the artist draws Mira like uh, the actress. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Uh, Amber Heard. Uh, Amber Heard. There's some panels where she looks very much like that, and I appreciate that. Um, I thought I thought the fight with the giant monster looked good. Um mm-hmm. And the general face stuff is fine. It's it's not like standout, yeah. but it's it's kind of you know it's it's kind of what I expect from uh, kind of the you know the John's New Fifty Two era of Aquaman, as opposed yeah. to what's happening right now in the the main Aquaman yeah. book with uh, yeah. what's his face. But, but they still refer to those things like with Cormorath breaking through the magic. Meaning yeah. to he's gonna come for you. Like don't don't get this. Once he conquers all of Atlantis, he's coming for Zebul. And whether you're with him or without him. If you know, so if you stand and fight, you're probably gonna lose. And if you don't fight, he's gonna conquer you anyways, because that's his life. So, uh, but they don't know he's turned himself into a big massive fish monster. So, we'll see how how that plays in. But I'm really enjoying the series. It's a nice adventure from Mira. Uh, yeah, I think it's a nice little compliment to the main book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's given given Orman Mira some. Yeah, some some development outside of everything yep. else. Uh, so ratings, what would you give it? Uh, this is seven point five. I'd probably go with a straight seven. I, I think that's good, but not not necessarily amazing or you know rocking anyone's world. But it's a solid little read. Uh, all right, that'll take us on to something me and Connor read. Uh, that is the Silencer number five. That's funny, but that's like the three books in a row, and it's like all the possible pairs of people reading them. Uh, this mm. is the silence number five. It's Dan Abnett writing again, uh, Victor Bogdanovich on the art and Deathstroke showed up at the end of last issue to confront uh, the silencer. And he's basically to say, Hey, you started this war that Leviathan's going in. Talia dragged you into it. And it's basically him trying to say, Hey, Talia, you can't trust her. She, she, she dragged you into this intentionally. She put the way there going. No shit. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I can kind of trust her. It's like, no, you can't like you, you killed this guy who was trying to get out. Like she's going to do the same to you. Um, and funny enough, because he seems almost noble, not well, not noble, but by the end of the issue, you realise that no, he's actually working for one of the other bosses in Leviathan to actually lure Talia out, and he's using Silencer to get to her. Because yeah. that this whole conversation with her and Destro is like the first good half or so of the issue. It's a big chunk of it uh, with this debate yeah. back and forth, uh, and then eventually she goes home. She's her, her husband or her kid, and we actually finally get to the point I think from the start of the first issue where they're in the diner. And you realise they're talking to Talia because Talia shows up as as soon as um, she says the husband's going away, and mm. she, you know she's, I'm like, oh, she's left with the kid in her own. It's like, oh, we're getting to that bit from the start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so Talia's there, and she she confronts her on all her shit, and she basically says, you know what? Yeah, fine. I I did intentionally pull you back out. You don't get to leave. You're Leviathan. You never get to leave. Uh, and she's just ready to confront her. She's only standing up, and you know, there's that panel from the first start of the first issue where she's pointing at her and like, "Hey, you bitch!" Like, no. Yeah. Uh, and just at that moment, that's when you know gunfire starts, and there's like you know assassins coming for them, and it's like, "Okay, here we yeah, go." Deathstrokes sent the signal, told them that they're here because he he just followed, uh, you know, silence. I mean, like, hey, where she's going to meet up with us? So we'll just 
stay on her until she does. Yeah. And of, co- of course it worked because she's out of the game. She's as as Deathstroke says, she, you, yeah. she's thinking like a civilian, and she's uh she's not up to scratch like she should be. So it's and we, easy. And we end the issue. Uh, she's got the sun in a, in a silence bubble as she's getting ready to try and protect him and fight against the bad guys. With yeah. with kind of begrudgingly with Talia, I imagine uh, we'll see. Oh that... yeah, well it's you can deal with Talia later. Yeah. Right now they just need to survive. Uh, the art's fantastic. I think given that more than half the book is this one conversation between Deathstroke and Silencer, it plays a lot with shadows to make it interesting visually. There's a there's a lot yeah. of standoff kind of moments between and them. And there's a lot of sparring moments here, or like they'll intersperse where someone will make a move and they'll yeah. get shut down. And they'll, they'll stop for a minute, and then then the other one will, t- will make their move. And again, it's all very it in the shadows. It's all very covertly. This is you know, back, yeah. but you know, think, back of the back of the building, sneaky, shady conversations. Yeah, I think this is much better than the last issue, which I thought was pretty clunky and overwritten. Uh, this this is a lot slicker. Well, this is very focused. This is it's pretty much one yeah. conversation, then the fallout from it, and then the cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. And I love her walking home actually in the rain with the hoodie on. Again, it's very oh, atmospheric. It's yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, and then she, she she phones Talia, says I need to talk to you. She's like, oh, I'll I'll decide when it's time. And then she just shows up in the in the middle. And I like actually just another thing in the art is when she arrives at the diner with with her kid. Uh, she's getting out. You see her leave the car, and she's holding the kid in her arms, and he's got a, he's got a toy in his hand. And then the very last thing in that page, it's the same panel again, but inside the scope of a gun. And it it just lets you know they're being watched. Like her her son is in danger here. That her her. Her assassin world is in, is is starting to bleed into a real world here, like yeah. fully. And, it's just and of course, the, the, the next page it shows you that it was Deathstroke watching them. But you yeah, know, you could kind of guess that from the rest of the issue anyway. So it doesn't like treat it as a big shock. Oh it's yeah, just sure. Letting yeah. you know that he's there. It's just it's just it's making his point again that she's trying to be a civilian. She's going to a dinner with her son for some lunch or whatever. And yeah. no, wait a minute, like the assassin life is, is catching up with her. And then, you know, Talia comes in. In fact, that's the, that's the other thing is she is pissed that Talia's coming to see her in front of her son. She is. Yeah. And Talia's doing that out of, like, protection for herself. You won't do anything stupid in front of your kid. That's her thinking. Uh, is, yeah. So, no. Good logic. Yeah. No, this is a really solid issue. We've been digging this book. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes next. Uh, so, no. Uh, I, I really feel like I'm meeting in the minds and it feels, it feels perfect that Deathstroke's part of her world. Like, that's part of the same world. It does. It, it yeah. feels really natural. It's, it's why this, this feels like one of the most well-integrated to the DC Universe uh, books out of this line. Obviously, yeah. Terrifics is, is fully in dealing with all that stuff. But this this one, it feels like, no, this is part of that world. we got Talia, we got Deathstroke. Yeah, in terms it, it of crossing like over with all the characters, it's so far this is definitely the one that feels naturally part of the Whereas world. Whereas some of the others, like, like Damage and Brimstone, just feel very removed, right? Just doing their own thing somewhere else. I mean, yeah, Suicide Squad did show up in Damage, but I don't know. Right. I don't know where it went with it beyond what I saw. Right, but if you told me that was not in a DC universe and it was just okay, that's a separate story. I'll yeah. go okay then. Um, but hey, so yeah, would you would you rate it? Uh, I give it uh, just a straight seven. Straight seven. Um, I've got a touch higher. I, I think I liked how focused this one was. I'll, I'll go with um, uh, seven point five. I don't think it quite has the great territory of an eight, but seven point five, really solid. So we'll take us on then to our last new book of the week, which is Super Sons number 16, Pierre J. Tomasi writing Carlo Barberi and Brent Peoples on the art. This was supposed to be next week originally, but somehow it got pushed back or uh, forward to this week. Uh, so this is sort of dealing with the cliffhanger. Kid Amazo's got the Justice League, he's using them as a battery, and Robin and Superboy have to have to save the day, have to, even mm-hmm. though he has all the powers of the Justice League. Uh, 
And Robin basically, you know, Superboy fights him off as long as he can, whilst Robin does the plan. You know, very, you know, I'm the, I'm the muscle and you're the you're the thinker. And yep. he beats him because he he steals tech. Batman has a backup of all of his like data and his glove, and he basically yep. steals the tech that Batman's got on record on how to defeat the rest of the Justice League and uses that to mm-hmm. beat Kid Amazo, which leads to a great moment of John going, "Your dad has ways to take down like everyone else." It's like, "What doesn't your dad?" Well, he's got his the birthdays on the calendar. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, it's also I like he actually used Cyborg properly. I feel. Yeah, Cyborg's yeah. around. Cyborg like is is there with them fighting, and then he's there helping. And so, uh, Kitamezo's whole thing is he's going to turn John into the new Kitamezo because it's a never-ending battery, right? Because he mm. absorbs people, and with John, he can, he absorbs suns like Superman. So, John breaks out, but Cyborg's there, and he. Robin has to keep telling Cyborg, stop fighting. Stop fighting and let Kid Amazo uh, absorb you, basically. And then I'll shut you down. You'll reboot. Uh, and he's like, I don't know if this is going to work. And Robin's like, he does his tisk. And it all works out for the better. Yeah. But, but yeah, I liked it the way that they used Cyborg. They made him feel like a proper Justice League member. Absolutely. You know? Uh, the art's really good. I love all, there's some great panels of Damien and then Superboy grabbing uh, Superman's cape to sort of almost oh. look like he's, uh, he's, he's he's with a bull. It's like he's treating Cyber like yeah. a, a bull and he's got the red cape. He's using that as his, yep. uh, his what do you call it? What do you call the red thing? It's just a, just just a, a cape. cape. Okay, sure. Yeah. I thought there was a name for it specifically. The other, the, the, the... Yeah, no. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, so he does that. Uh, that. That's kind of how they save the day. But I think, and obviously, everyone's like pleased with them. Like Batman's like, ah, oh, you infected Cyborg and rebooted them, and that saved everyone. Good job. <laughs> so that's yeah. basically Batman's reaction to all this. Yeah. Uh, and Wonder Woman gives them some props. Flash gives them some props. So it's like, ah, we have to build you your your new base again. And Superman's like, eh, Batman will pay for it. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like- so. Um, but no, I think the most notable thing here is the the wraparound, the start and the end of the book. Uh, yeah, which I I wish they had started this earlier. I yeah, wish they started this at the beginning of the arc instead of I, throwing I, it in here. Yeah, I feel like the first page of this should have been the start of the last issue. Uh, I wonder if this was just all put in here last minute to set up the next, you know, the the Adventures of Super Sons because basically an old man is reading from a book called Adventures of Super Sons. And he's reading it to like a young boy and girl, and they're like, "No, there's more adventure." Because at the end of the book, they're like, "No, that's that's not the last story." Uh, does, what did they call? Just call him pop. Just call him pop. And it's like that's that's not the last story. They had more adventures. They did this. They did that. And it teases maybe one or two stories. And he's like, "Okay, fine. I'll tell you the stories." Um, but you know, that, that'll, don't tell that'll, your parents. Yeah, don't tell your parents. Uh, so my assumption here, this is my gut feeling. Is that this is Grandpa Bruce, and this is the children of Damien and John that are here in the stories? Because you see the little girl levitating. Yeah. Uh, in the wraparound, I also like how she says that uh, they were saving the Justice Legion, and the boy corrects her. It's like, no, it's Justice League. She goes, oh, Justice Legion was better. Justice that, Legion. That comes Justice later. Legion, yeah. If that becomes a thing, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah, because he because he corrects and says, no, that comes later. Justice Legion's a yeah. later thing. Uh, well, well, we know we know we're getting the Legion. So, yeah, right. At some point, yeah. At some so, point, yeah. Um, so, no, this is a fun idea. So, I, I think this is Damien's son and John's daughter hearing the yeah. stories from their grandpa, who I think is Bruce. Um, it, it just feels like Bruce more than Superman. He feels older. Yeah. yeah. And he feels feels very much like Mr. Fredrickson from Up, 
because like okay okay i'll tell you the stories like he's very put upon and cranky and i don't feel like clark would be yeah. cranky and the last just come here i'll tell you a story and the last yeah. panel as it says end in the bat logo or the bat superman logo is just yeah. the old man presumably bruce just winking as if like yeah it's not really the end come back next right. time so yeah i just i wish this had started like the beginning of this had started in the last yeah. one like, no, well, let me that's fair this is the story of how they defeated kid amazo but other than that, no, it was a fun, fun, nice read. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so I'm thinking this wraparound is going to be a big thing in the the the, the twelve issue series. Is this? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yep. that, that's why I said I wasn't worried when it said it's a flashback story because I'm like, no, it's a flashback because we're here, we're getting the how I met your mother from, from the perspective of the yeah, it, it is yeah. yeah. It very much reminded me of how I met your mother. But that won't drag out for ten years and have a really stupid ending. A really bad ending. <laughs> Kind of ruin the show. Like I can't even watch it in reruns. Honestly, they should, have, they should have ended that show with a joke ending where they look out the window and it's the post-apocalyptic future. They should have totally just done that. That'd have been way funnier. Yeah, your mom's a robot. That's, <laughs> I bothered. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that is super size S rate. That then, Matt, what, what are you giving super size? Uh, uh, let's go eight. Yeah, I'm kind of seven point five eight range. Uh, yeah, that's. I couldn't decide which one, but yeah. Uh, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. I think it's, it's pretty great. Super Zone has been great pretty much almost the whole way through. Yeah. The, 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 the planet stuff they went to for a couple of issues was a bit weaker, but I'm, I always have fun with them interacting with each other and doing their stuff. Arguably, the plots don't tend to be that great on their own. The plots are just fine. They're just there for them to do their stuff around, but that's okay, because that's the book. Yeah. So... Uh, that's Super Sons, which does mean we have one final thing, and that is the Connor's Corner uh, has forced Red to it, which if you don't know what this is, uh, we have a, a Patreon tier where someone can make Connor read something. There's one for me as well, uh, if anyone wants to punish me, but uh, you can go to patreon.com slash TV to see what that is. But Connor has been forced to read Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 20, Scott Lobdell, Dexter Soy, take it away, as Brainy... Uh, not Brainy, I, I did this last week. As Bizarro, as <laughs> Bizarro... Uh, uh, dumb yet again? What's happening? No, no, he's not. <laughs> not, not even, not, not even hint of it in this issue. <laughs> oh. Right, okay. I'll, I'll get the, the the biggest problem out of the way first. Is the premise that that this introduces is a fantastic idea, and then mm-hmm. it squanders it with a really awful structure for the, for the issue. So we open with you know this guy is in Burnside. And he's on an app called uh, Henchmates. And it's where, you know, you sign up to be a henchman for one of the Gotham villains. I like that idea. That's fun. Right, exactly. I'm like, okay, that's let's good. play with that. I'll take that. that that's, that's, that's pretty fantastic. And um, so you just... It ultimately kind of becomes nothing, though, because you get uh, a bunch of the guys, they go for a meet-up where, you know, okay, we, we've registered for being this henchman. They're all in the meeting room. And Bizarro comes in and, and poison gasses them all. And they're all dying until you know, Red Hood's there. And, and Bizarro's like, all right, fine. Uh, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't be killing them. He, he's, I think he says, you know, um, what, what's the difference between a good guy and a bad guy? If I'm, doing, if I'm a good guy but doing bad things for a good reason. And uh, so he, he saves them eventually. You know, he blows all the gas away. Um, but it, it felt like, oh, it's such a, a waste of that idea, that henchman idea. I really like that. And ultimately, it's just there for Bizarro to decide not to kill them. That should come back. I, 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 would, I would like a fun-running gag. It's the sort of thing that I think Tom King could do well in Batman. 
like with like, yeah. like a Kate Man esque story with someone trying to sign up to be a henchman. That's what I thought I was getting because this yeah. opens with this this random guy I think called Ben or something like that, like signing up and his girlfriend being like, "Hey, come on, are you still signing up for being a henchman? We're we're, we're with friends here." I hope I get Riddler. <laughs> I think you get to choose. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I remember, like, yeah. you, you get like little bits in the background, like one guy saying, "Oh, yeah, a recommendation from Two Face means nothing." That you know, the the, the others don't <laughs> like that. I like but, the idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, you can you can sign up for Joker, but I mean, pff, I mean, I don't like your, your chances of surviving more than that, a week. That so. was like one of them. Like people are like, "Yeah, you, you couldn't pay me enough to work for Joker." Someone said they got fired for staring straight at her Ivy. Um, for for Penguin, uh, he he and and Cold as well. They they, they cover for Frostbite. If you get in the water. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's all these things in the background. I'm like, this is fantastic as a premise. Like, Joe, this feels like that. this feels like it could be a really good annual. Like, you know, like just a one-off story that's about this henchman app. But aside from that, you've got Artemis kind of facing him and going, hey, you know, I think you've got your own agenda. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's bullshit. And that, you, that you're not trusting us and doing all this stuff. You've been manipulating us. And I want to know why. And Bizarro does the, you know, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. And then brushes it off as a joke. Um, mm-hmm. But she goes she goes snooping. When when Bizarro, when Bizarro's out not killing all the henchmen, which he's doing because he's like, well, if I kill all the henchmen, the villains can't do anything. So I'm cutting off the arms, essentially. Um, but while they're out, she goes snooping in his room and she, she gets her big axe out, which we've not seen for a while. The magic, you know, the, the Thor-style yeah. axe. And she pries open some floorboards and finds all of his synthetic kryptonite down there. And then the the final page is, is uh, Bizarro coming in. He's got the axe and is like, oh, I, I really wish you hadn't done that. Not, not so, his, uh, she didn't find his Bizarro porn collection, which is all these people's clothes on. No, no. She did find the little uh, the Superman doll, though, um, and looked oh. a bit weirded out by it. Oh, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah. I am shocked Matt remembered that. I, I made sure to remember it. <laughs> Oh dear! No, uh, Dexter Soy's art's fantastic though. Cause... Uh, well, that's that's pretty usual. I, I mean, I I would really like this henchman app idea. Sounds like a lot of fun. It does. We've still got Bizarro but... going around in the big hat and trench coat, like as disguise, and uh, Soy plays it even better. You know, with the the way he plays the shadows of it is fantastic. And uh, you know, the, the, when he does the you know, uh, if I told you I have to kill you, you got you know just just the face looking up at it, and it's this really ominous shot. And it's it's done so well, but oh man, I just wish it wasn't wasted because this is probably all we're going to get from this idea. Yeah, um, probably. Um, Who knows? Maybe maybe someone else will see it and think, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to run with that and do something with it." Yeah, I, I hope so because I actually think it's it's a it's a great idea, and yeah. uh, yeah, uh, has occasionally does have good ideas. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna disagree because I just put over a you know. That Starfire story. Yeah, exactly. He he, oh. he often executes them really badly, but every so often he has a really good yeah. idea. Yeah. And, and that's the thing here. Just structurally, it, it doesn't pay off, but it's a fantastic idea. That's, that's the lob del way, I guess. Yeah. It is. But hey, I suppose you need to read it if you're, if you're wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty like a five, because I've got Soy back on art, and you know there's ideas in there. 
yeah. so, so, so. Better, better than it was last issue. One, one of the higher rated issues, no doubt, of Redhead uh, yeah. from you. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I guess that, that brings us to the, the part of the show where we pick our favourites of the week. Uh, favourite cover, favourite artist, favourite panel slash moment, and, of course, uh, top five books of the week. Uh, and we'll, we'll you can joke about how it doesn't match what we rated them all with numbers, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That sometimes happens. Speak to yourself. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so starting off with best panel slash moment. Oh, this might be tough this week. Uh, Matt, you got any ideas here? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, it's the final page of Flash. Mm-hmm. This, that's it. Can't fault that. Connor, what you got? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with uh, the, the pat-pat tapping the shoulder. Oh, okay. That, that killed yeah, me. That's a, that's a fine pick. I mean, part of me really wants to go with... Uh, some from Detective, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the panels themselves. I don't know if there's anything that actually stands out on its own. There's great <sighs> scenes in Detective, uh, and I hate to just. I don't know. I I really got excited when I saw Clayface alive again. Oh sure, so, absolutely. Yeah, but it's a great scene. It's not a, a, an individual. I mean, yeah, I don't want the, the panel of him that, sticking it to the door. I think but I, like... if I'm picking something for Detective, just to be different from Matt, because I'm tempted to see the last page of Flash. Yeah. I will pick when we see Babs when Cass opens the door and we see it's Babs. It's there to help her that that's pretty great as your moment so uh all right uh so best cover of the week oh and there's, there's we've had some tweets from fans this week uh yep, critiquing yep, yep, who, yep. who we may or may not pick for this so uh connor what are you doing for cover what's your favorite cover uh there is a couple of really great covers um mm-hmm. you know the 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 batgirl variant stands out as pretty pretty fantastic yeah um, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, I'm I'm going to go with the Flash variant, the, the Francesco Martina one. I think it's gorgeous. The, the fl- pretty great. Yeah, Flash variant is pretty pretty nice. It is um, uh, it's beautiful. It's one, it's one of those beautiful painted covers. Uh, it's great. Uh, I, however, have to go with the Batgirl variant. It is absolutely gorgeous. The the the, the Middleton one it is harsh light, which it kind of harkens back to the start of the run because but back when Albuquerque was doing stuff, it was a lot of harsh whites and stuff. Uh, but it's this beautiful profile shot of her face, uh, beautifully painted. It's great. It's a fantastic piece. Uh, so, Matt, what's your cover of the week? So, so this this is the cause of a lot of drama, right? Because we had a we had a Dustin Win variant that kind of wraps up all of Super Sons in one nice little image, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's a really great one. And this is this has been the problem because that Middleton one is also really good. For, for Batgirl, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what am I going to pick? Uh, and then as I'm thumbing through, uh, the Green or the Howlin' Pals has a Tyler Kirkham variant. Oh, yeah, with which, the jacket. Yeah, it just really speaks to my soul. Like, because mm-hmm. it's got Howlin' mid-transformation. And as much as I want to stick Pete with having to read Convergence... <laughs> It really pains me to have to not pick Super Sons and go with Howlin' Pals. So, you know, plus there's no collusion, right? Yes, yes, no collusion, yes. Gotta keep my integrity and my honor. I'm a Superman fan. Matt Matt was offering to pick the win cover in exchange for Uh, someone making me read something through Patreon, so... But here's the thing, here's the thing. uh, No collusion. uh, Pal on Twitter, it is up for, for... buying still so if you really want to buy and make peter read convergence it doesn't have to be anything about a pick of a cover you can just do it 
Which or you can you make me read. Still do. You can make me read something good, which will just upset Connor and Matt, and that's fun too. Or you it's can not make fun enough, though, is it? Convergence and have me and Connor laugh. I feel like Matt's just picking something that he hates as opposed to something that he knows I hate specifically. Bro, you will not like Convergence. <laughs> I probably, I probably won't. But with you Red... like good things. But Your with... number one story was Arkham Asylum. <laughs> But with Connor with Red Hood, that was specifically something that Connor himself had complained about. And it was personally something he hated. Uh, and well, we I, was, I, had a, I had a talk to this guy that had given you the, the rest of JLA from Orlando to give you a convergence. Would you rather have that? <laughs> Come on, Red There's no good choice here. There's no good choices here. Is, I'm saying... That's bad and terrible. That's all I've said. Or, or you can just give him something completely, even you know, make him read Harley Quinn, like yeah. go back mm. to the beginning. Yeah. Just let's just not do any of this. Um, and you put it up there, man. And if I'm getting Connor garbage for yeah. Redhead, no one's how Matt's not you. offered to have a tear for himself yet. No, you know he's not. You no, know I because I'm smart. And I respect <laughs> my brain. <laughs> Uh, I've done my time reading bad stuff, and I did it to myself. That yeah. was that was the best cover of the week. So best art of the week next up. So Connor, why is it no justice? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Marcus really good though. No, no, Marcus Toe stuff was pretty good. But you know, that's that's not enough for me to say that's the best art of the week. Actually, I've got main. Hot if you want me to jump in first. No, it's, it's actually, easy. It's, it's easy. Yeah, it's Shainer. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking down the list and going, is there anything that competes with that? And there isn't for me. So, but the, the closest that I've got is, is Van Skyver on Helen Pals, which is is great, but Shainer just is above and beyond. Yeah, Shainer. Yeah, yeah. I really like Segovia on uh, on Wonder uh, Woman. But yeah, he's good. Obvi- obviously, Porter on Flash is pretty good. But, and, but yeah, Mikhail Jung on Batgirl is pretty good. But Shainer's just fantastic on Terrifics. So. Yep. Yeah. No, simple, simple. Uh, all right, uh, top five books of the week then, uh, and I will go over to Matt first for his. Yeah, so number one's Flash, without a doubt. Mm. Uh, I love everything going on right now. Uh, two is Tech. Three is oh man, this is where it starts to get dodgy. Uh, I guess three is Terrifics. Four is Super Sons, and five is No Justice. Cool, yeah. Connor. Uh, so I'm going with Detective at one. Uh, Terrifics at two. Flash will be third. This is where it gets a bit here. Fourth is Hal Hal Jordan, and fifth is Batgirl. Cool. Um, Flash is my number one. Detective at two. Terrifics at number three, and then. <laughs> And then we go probably to Silencer? I was say, you seem to really yeah. like Silencer. Silencer, then Super Sons, I think. That's where I probably go. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, I think Villain No Justice with better art would have, would have been in contention for four or five, but yeah. unfortunately just... Yeah. I can't. I can't. Uh, so there you go. That that is the top five books of the week, which leads me to tell you what's coming next week. Uh, so week five, but don't let that uh, trick. Don't in. let that fool you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let that trick into thinking that it's not a big week because I mean, the, the overall total might not be as high. But next week, Doomsday Clock number five, 
Man Oof. of Steel number one, Justice League No Justice number four, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Robin vs. Ra's al Ghul number one, Wonder Woman annual number two, Green Lantern's annual number one, and Green Arrow annual number two. Uh, also coming out next week, which we will not be covering, is Bane Conquest 11 and Raven Daughter of Darkness number 5. Also worth mentioning, there are four uh, of the Looney Tunes crossover mm-hmm. issues coming out. You get Aquaman, Jabberjaw, Black Lightning, Hong Kong Fui, The Flash, Speed Buggy, and Super Sons Dino Mutt. Um, it's up to you, like, you guys, if you want to like, read any I, of those. I am going to be reading Aquaman, Jabberjaw. Um, yeah, you can talk about it next week. No reason why not. Yeah, it's got uh, Pelletier on Aquaman, who's one of my favorite Aquaman artists. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel and like Jabberjaw. Who doesn't love Jabberjaw? Yeah, f- Jabberjaw's pretty cool. I feel like the one that's speaking to me the most is the Hong Kong Fury one. Yeah, that's the one I'm with. Uh, Hill and uh, there's a backup with, yeah. with Parker and, and Collins on art. Speed Buggy and Dynamite, I never saw as a kid, so I really have no attachment to those. Yeah, Dynamite, that could be fun if it brings in the Super Pets, but I don't think it's going to. Um, you never know. But yeah. I might read that one too because it's Super Sons and it's Tomasi. That's so. Tomasi, yeah. So, yeah. potentially there, but uh, so yeah, it's still a pretty big week for a week five. Uh, so lots of big stuff to talk about next week. So you can look yeah. forward to that. And that is that is the show. That is uh, that is episode one hundred and five of Comics from the Multiverse, which leads us to sort of plug and promote and say our goodbyes and our thank yous. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. You can get us individually on Twitter. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me at Man of Steel 57 or 57, however you want to say it, and it works. For some reason, if they want to find Connor, where would they do that? Uh, at ConorRan94. I fi- have lots of amazing insights on Twitter you sometimes. You can find me at Wibble89. Uh, of course, you can check us out on patreon.com slash TV. The monthly episode that me and Connor do for patrons at the $5 tier is coming sometime within the next week. Uh, Superman Birthright won the vote, so that's what we we're going to be talking about. You can look forward to that. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned earlier on my Pillbox series. That is also another Patreon bonus. Uh, there's multiple ones at different tiers, uh, one of which is actually free after a month of uh, exclusivity. Uh, but I basically just, I'm working my way through three books at a time, uh, one issue per week of each series. And I just sit down. It's an audio-only show. Mm-hmm. I talk for about 20 minutes just talking about what's in the issue. It's a good way of discovering some of the old stuff. I'm working through Silver Age Green Lantern, Mark Wade's Flash, and the original New Teen Titans runs right now. Uh, I'm having good fun doing that. Uh, so you can check out that. Uh, but there's, there's other bonuses there as well for other stuff we do, like Television from the Multiverse, which is our, our DC TV show that me and Connor do. I do horror movie reviews with Tim, Screams After Midnight. Me and Matt do new movies. Me and Connor do old movies. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to check out. So, especially for the, the DC TV. It's a big week this week because we got a lot of the shows ending. Yeah, Flash finale, Krypton finale, and we're working our way through Young Justice season one, and we, we happen to be on the finale of that as well. Uh, yeah. That said, though, we'll be straight into season two of the following week. But you know. we, we will, we will. We've got to be ready for, for three. Yes. Uh, so, so lots of big things. Uh, getting ready to prepare for Doom Patrol TV shows and Swamp Thing TV shows and all sorts. Uh, but hey, so check out all that stuff. Uh, otherwise, let us know what you thought of the books. Like and subscribe, all the usual stuff, all the things that help help out and support the show. All that stuff. Um, and that is it. So that is 105. So thank you very much to everyone who's been watching or listening. We always appreciate mm-hmm. it. Keep reading comic books and superhero things and obsess over timelines and flashes and whether or not Stephanie Brown will get her waffle queen due in the coming coming months, which is what's important. More than Tim. So thank you very much. <laughs> Once again, uh, keep reading comics. We'll see you next time. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Go Knights.